Hello, everybody. This is episode three of Flippin' Tin. I am Jacob Browse with Longleaf Reptilia. What's up? I am Sky of Hail the Scales. How you doing, Jake? It's nice to meet you, brother. I, I've, I've heard a lot about you. Uh, yeah, man, I heard you. I heard you like to get out in the field and do weird stuff. So I yeah. want to be friends with you. Yeah, no, we, <laughs> we all like we all like doing weird things in the field. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, what um, happens in the woods stays in the woods. Bro. That's right, like Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, so episode three, we're back again. Uh, we're on a on a official schedule it seems uh so that's awesome we're already yeah so we're gonna be on here like we said in the last episode we're gonna be doing this about every other week now uh already got a couple people in the chat uh shout out to our boys uh jack and brendan yeah we started a new podcast called beyond the terrarium i'm not sure if they're actually here but they commented super early yeah, I'm taking a prize for being there five hours early. Right, we do not, but we love you, and you get a shout out on our podcast. Yeah, I'm so, stoked for their pod, man. I can't wait for that to drop. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Uh, so definitely be looking out for that. It's Brendan Mayer and uh, Jack Oliver. Jack Oliver, um, both very good friends of ours. They're doing Beyond the Terrarium, so definitely check that out. They drop April first, which is tomorrow, actually. Yeah, Friday yeah. show, baby. That's tomorrow. Yeah. I got to tune in for that. Yeah, it's not live, I don't think, but it's going to be there. So definitely check it out. Um, so I don't know if they're in the chat, but hopefully they do pop in. We got Meteoric Serpents. What's up, Joe? Hope you're doing well. Uh, Ivory, Ivory Calubrico, what's going on, buddy? Uh, Billy Jenkins, of course. And then Brent. Those are all the people that have what's up, pop, popped into the chat. Appreciate y'all coming in. Hopefully we get rowdy in the chat again. Oh, as always. Um, you have a you have anything to report for this week, buddy? Um, uh, other than her, me being, her, a I think you were slacking. Yeah, right? other than me being a loser, I, I will officially report everyone is lucky. All you listeners are lucky. You get a cop out this uh, this episode, so you get another two weeks to get out in the field and get your first observation or your first herp. I've been tied up with work, logistics of life, and the. Uh, uh, the good, the couple days where I had a little bit of time, the weather wasn't cooperating. So I haven't been able to get out in the field like I wanted to. I still want to go out and, you know, catch up with that black racer for you guys. So you got, <laughs> you got to catch weeks. that thing, man. Come on now. Oh yeah. When I say catch up, I mean like go face first for it in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, you guys got two more weeks. We need some more ride-ins. You guys, we got a couple of ride-ins. We're going to go over one uh, for off rip really quick. Um, yeah, I but, mean, we didn't even get a couple. We got one and he's okay. in Ohio and he's in Ohio. So anybody in the southeast who actually had some warm weather, y'all don't have an excuse and we don't yeah. appreciate that. You know, we're doing this to encourage y'all to get out in the field. And I, I know I know some of y'all did. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna bring up a couple of the people in our friend chat that did get out and just so there is because we know a couple more people did get out. So yeah, I was gonna so, bring them up, but yeah, we had one write in. And do you want to go over that? You want me to read it? You which who you what do you, what do we want to do here? Rock, paper, scissors, you want to do it? I mean I got I it pulled it. up right here. So it's a oh, if you well, want me to read it. Rock rock and roll. You got it. Go ahead. All right, we got snakes and crafts. Thanks for writing in. Uh, we, it says, hey guys, liking the podcast so far. We appreciate that. 
Uh, I'm up here in Northeast Ohio, like Jake was saying. So no excuses for all of us other folk mm -hmm. doing my woods homework. No herbs to report, but it's feeling like spring up here already. And the last few weeks of work or at work, I've seen our flock of turkey a couple times. That's a lot of deer moving. Found a skull of an eight point buck today, not 50 yards from his shop. How sick is that? Um, he's got some coyotes that are coming around in the woods and it just seems like, you know, he's got a lot of animal movement. He said he's got some, he's, he's going on to look for some turtles next as soon as he gets another chance. You know, I mean, he was at least able to get some animal observations being all the way up there in no Northeast Ohio. And it's just now breaking into that springtime weather. So you guys, Come on, no excuses man. for the rest no, of us. This is, I mean, this is ridiculous. Yeah, come on, fellas, and he's got you know? more than one observation. He's got turkeys. He's got. He went out there and he found some buck skulls. I mean, you don't just go out there and find an eight point buck skull every day. For some people, yeah. that's a once in a lifetime find. I mean, yeah. that he need European mount that thing, put it on the wall, and come up with a sick story of how he killed it. Is well, that that's what you need <laughs> to do now. Exactly. <laughs> But, you know, we really appreciate you writing in uh, Snakes and Crafts. Your name is not on your profile, so I don't know your name, unfortunately. So hit us back up, you know, let us know. I feel bad that I don't actually know your first name. Uh, yeah, but definitely check him out. Snakes and Crafts on Instagram. He messaged us. He's the only person that messaged us about any observations. And um, I feel like so the point of the challenge was not just for herps, you know, there, there will be herp specific challenges that we will do down the road. But as far as this time of year, we know not everybody can herp. So we just want to, we, we just want to hear what you have seen. You know, this was just to get you out in the woods. Um, and we really, really want to hear everybody, you know, anybody and everybody that, cares to ride into us we want to hear what you got you know this isn't just about snakes it's about getting out and enjoying your local fauna it's about getting so field, man yeah so we got one ride in that's cool you know but we really want a few more we'll shout you out on the podcast anybody that writes in will be happy to read over them um so definitely do that and because of that we are going to keep the challenge the same this week or the next for the next two weeks just get outside. You know, it's still cold in some areas, but we had somebody in southeastern Ohio that still wrote us in. He didn't find any herbs, but he had some cool observations. And that's what it's about. So get out there and tell us about what you saw, whether it's herp related or not, because we want to hear about it and we want to talk about it. Yeah, because now we know what's going on there. It's feeling like spring out there already. And he's exactly. out there, birds moving, there are coyotes calling. He's looking, yep. he's about to go looking for turtles, man. Come exactly. on. Um, I did manage to get out. It wasn't for too, too long because I actually, <laughs> it wasn't in a bad way, but I did technically get kicked out of a WMA this weekend. Um, nice. so too much that, beat out there. They saw you. We're not. See, I'm actually not going to say that at all. That's going <laughs> to be my new, my challenge for myself is not say beat bopping because I went back and listened to this podcast and I was on the last episode. I was like, God damn, I did say that a lot. So I need to not do that. I just think it's a funny phrase and I very much overused it. So that's getting cut out of the vocabulary. Um, it's cute, but bro. no, shut up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but um, so this week I actually did to get to go out. I didn't, there was nothing really to observe other than some really, really awesome habitat. 
Um, so a buddy of mine told me about a new WMA in my area that is was that I thought had opened up and uh, I visited it the about two weekends ago and the gate was closed. So it was closed for a hunt. So I left, you know, didn't get to check it out. I went back this Wednesday or Tuesday and I went in there and uh, or I went up there. It's about a 30 minute drive out and I went there and the gate was open. So I was like, Oh word, like perfect. Like it's open good to go. So I go in there, I'm driving down the road. You know, I saw a bunch of turnoff spots, but I didn't go down because, you know, I wanted to get a feel for the whole WMA, see what was what awesome, awesome habitat. Like it was like a slice of Florida, a lot of sand, you know, it made me feel like I was in your areas guy. Not gonna lie. It was a lot of like sand Hill areas and uh, longleaf pines. I like. Ama amazing habitat. And there are confirmed sightings of pine snakes out here. So in my head, I'm like, dude, it's 78 degrees. Things are about to be moving. I was about to spend my whole evening out here. Hell yeah. So I get down to about the end. I get to the area that says, you know, this way for, you know, hunter check-in. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to go that way. So I'll turn off spot. And so I stopped and went down there and I, I hiked a little bit and, you know, checked the area. out. ended up being a kind of a short trail. So I was like, well, it sucks. Let me go back to one of the other ones. that looked a little juicier. And I get back and I see a DNR truck by my truck. And I'm like, mm, that's weird. Why is he stopped by my truck? That guy ended up backing out. So at first I was like, oh, okay, I'm good. And then another one pulls up from the other side. And I was like, ah, shit. So I pull up and he gets out of his truck. He's like, hey, man, how's it going? And I'm like, oh, doing good, man. You know, I'm just going for a walk. What's going on? He's like, yeah, so uh, we're, we're not open to the public yet. And I was like. Oh, oh, okay. Like my bad dude. Like my buddy told me about this. He knows somebody who works here, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, he's like, yeah, somebody else, or he's like, somebody pushed the gate open. And at first I was like, dude, I swear to God, that was not me. Like, I don't do that type of shit, you know, blah, blah. And he's like, no, 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 you're good. We already saw who did it. We're looking for him too. I was like, okay, perfect. And they got was, that. You already know they got game cameras out there. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So I was like, yep, no problem, sir. I'm just going to hightail it out of here. No, no problems for me whatsoever. And he was super chill about it. So it was fine, but it super sucked because apparently this place doesn't open until August 1st. So Man. it's definitely going to be a really good spot for late season herping, you know, yeah, October. Yeah. Yeah, October ish should be really good. It's amazing habitat, dude. But I'm mad because like gopher tortoises are supposed to be out there, pine snakes are supposed to be out there. So I'm thinking diamondbacks might be out oh, there, coach might be out there. One hundred. So uh, I'm a little, I'm a little irritated at that. But you know, it is what it is. I didn't get in any, I didn't get in any trouble or anything. So yeah. So that kind of sucked. But that was my experience out there. Um, I didn't really. There's really not much going on where i went you know i saw some little tweety birds beep bopping around damn it i said ah! <laughs> yeah i saw i saw some tweety birds flying around out there and uh that was about it um no herps this week i was really busy in the snake room uh all weekend catching up on a bunch of stuff um felt bro Same. so so, but yeah, that was my time in the field. It didn't last very long, but uh, it was fun. Found a new cool place that should be really dope. So I'm um, pretty stoked to check it out come so August. 
And when Jack hears this, Jack, you're going to be upset. So my boy, Jack, Jack Oliver from uh, Beyond the Terrarium, he's coming to see me early April. And I think I coaxed him into coming because I told him I might have a spot and find go for tortoises. So that place is closed, Jack. Whenever you hear this, you can text me and be mad at me. Um, <laughs> I did not know, but I have other areas we can look at. So uh, that'll be that. And uh, yeah. Uh, other than that, this weekend, I'm actually going to visit my buddy, Gabe Schuler, and he's out towards the Francis Marion National Forest here in oh, South yeah. Carolina. So I'm actually, we're camping there at the end of April, but I'm going to go see him this weekend to nice. do some herping. So I'm really stoked about that. Fingers leave- crossed you got that's all. I can't wait to get out there, man. Yeah, I'm leaving at about probably 5 a.m. on Saturday and it's going to be herping all day Saturday and then most of Sunday and I'll come on back. It's only about, it's only about a two hour drive. So it's not too well, bad. Well, you better bring some material back for the podcast. Is all I'm saying. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely going to bring some material back. Test out Hope- your stuff. Hopefully going to take a lot of footage. Hopefully we find some stuff that I can put it, put together a cool video. So we'll be, uh, should be pretty good. I'm really stoked. Weather might not be the best. It's supposed to rain. Might be kind of cold, but our daytime our daytime highs aren't terrible. So we're we got a lot of flipping, a lot of flipping to do. So uh, we're gonna get out and flip some tin, baby. Hell yeah! Chat's already getting uh getting live. What's up, everyone? Thanks for everyone tuning yeah. in. Yeah, we've already got some people uh, popping in. People are bebopping around in there already for you. <laughs> I'm so I'm over. I'm over all of you. Hey, that's the chat. That's uh, not even me, bro. Uh, Tyson Dallas said, I walked around a sweet conservation area for a bit yesterday. Didn't find anything, but it looks so promising. Just some birds and bebopping around. <laughs> of course. So, Tyson, next time you do that, message the page and tell us about it, man. So we can talk about it, you know, in, in the podcast. Yeah sure but um anything else you got to uh update before we get into this dude nothing nothing fun honestly so i'm let's get into the potatoes dude (laughs) all right so our guest is here and he is ready as y'all know we posted earlier we do we are joined yeah our surprise guest um we are joined by our first guest this evening and if you have listened to our podcast or other podcasts on the network before, you probably know this gentleman and he is the exact type of guest that we're going to target for this show. They will vary. They're at least going to be field herpers, but we're really targeting field herpers and captive keepers. And this guy fits the bill absolutely perfectly. Me and Sky both knew from the rip that he was probably going to be our first guest. Oh, yeah. Um, so we're super excited to get in here, and his name is Mr. Dustin Grodd. Yay! You're muted, buddy, hey, I think. What's oh, up, guys? What's what going, man? You doing all right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Just chilling, you know. Yeah, man, I hear that. Thank you for uh, joining us on this eve. Yeah, uh, I really appreciate you coming on to be our, our first guest on the show, man. Oh, dude, I wouldn't miss it. It's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah dude, man, we're definitely to have you as the first guest. Look at everyone. Check out Dustin's sick uh, background. Clearly, he takes a lot of uh, 
notes from what he sees in the field to put into his enclosures because it looks like he's got a bunch of wilderness behind him in terrariums. So clearly oh, yeah. this is the perfect first guess, you guys. Yeah, I think it, it was almost pretty much right off the rip. We were like, all right, first guess. So we were both like, Dustin? We are like, yeah. Dustin. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's got a lot is, to talk. Yeah. Sure. Well, you know, I mean, I'm just a fucking dude who likes to go look for snakes and keep some cool shit at home. So exactly. that, that's all. That's all we are, baby. You know, come on now. Yeah, but that's you all. do a good job at it and you promote yeah. good husbandry and all your animals are, are healthy and all of that is evident. It doesn't you don't have to sit there and make a YouTube talking about it and flaunt it. You just have a you know, you, all you got to do is go look through and scroll through your page and follow your stuff. And, you know, all right, this guy's got his stuff going on. So, Absolutely. and you got a yeah, wide yeah. variety of stuff. So we're oh, stoked yeah. to talk about everything with you. Um, what do you want to start it off with, Jake? You want to just start beating this guy down like a, freaking, <laughs> like an interrogation or yeah, we, want to you know, we want to give him, the, I feel like everyone knows who this guy is, but at the yeah, same time, you know, he's, we, he's, he's been on a couple shows with us now. I know you've been on snakes and stogies and uh, you've been on THP before, um, but I feel like we more so focused on your captive collection and all that. So we really want to focus on more of the field herping side and how that's kind of influenced, you know, how you keep in captivity. You know, it's a big focus on our podcast, but we also want recommendations, how you herp because you are an avid field herper and you are very, very successful at it. And um, so we definitely want to dive very deep into that. And, um, so I, I think our first question for you, Dustin, so we're not going to do, as we've already discussed, we're not going to do the whole, how'd you get into snakes thing? Because I feel like that's been beaten to death. Um, so our first question for you is what came first, the captive keeping or the field herping? Um, I think they, I mean, they kind of came at like the same time, okay. you know, like my family's just always had animals or fish tanks or like horses fucking pigs chickens you know all that shit Girl, and uh, like whenever we would go uh camping you know i'd just flip every rock or log that i could to try and see what i could find and luckily like my parents are pretty cool with reptiles and stuff and so like we would uh you know go out actually road cruise at night when i was a little kid oh, and go yeah. actually, actually go herping so nice nice it's just like ingrained from the start, you know. That how old are you when you started, you know, out there flipping rocks, you know, while um, as soon as I could walk, probably. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, you know, all right. Yeah. That's I remember right. being about like I think like one of my first memories is I think I was like five or six years old. And like we were out on they have like a, a side by side of Players Ranger. We were just out in the desert, not even like twenty minutes from our house, because I grew up out in the sticks. Mm-hmm. And so we were just out cruising and I, I spotted a sidewinder while we were going like 25 miles an hour as it was buried like, <laughs> in the fucking bank of the sand on the side of the, like, the dirt road. Hell yeah. Damn, dude. That's so sick. So it's so funny. You're over here like, yeah, one of my earliest memories, memories seeing a snake in the wild was a fucking sidewinder. Yeah. You know, like that's crazy because the first snake I ever caught was like a baby yellow rat. <laughs> you know? Yeah, dude. One of my like, one of my favorite sidewinder spots is literally five minutes from my mom's house oh my god dude that's, that's so sick i know it's kind of like you know difference in where people live you know like people 
in Australia, sometimes their first snake's a fucking carpet python or a, yeah, or, or a, a fucking red belly black snake. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like all these crazy stuff. And we're like, holy shit. Then they're like, oh my God, you see corn snakes? Yeah. That's crazy. That's one of the prettiest snakes in the world, you know? It's all and perspective it's, of where you grew up and yeah. area and shit. Yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. Well, do you have like a, um, a first herp that you caught out in the wild and brought back home as your first pet at all? Brought back home. I remember um, I did that. Actually, I kind of did that a lot with fish. So like with, okay. with my dad, like we would go out to like the little man-made lakes out by a, um, just kind of out by the house, you know, and we'd always like I had a cast net and I would catch like bluegill oh, and yeah. like little catfish and little bass and stuff and just put them in fish tanks back at home. <laughs> Feed them but then I, <laughs> yeah, and I used I had this one one tank that had like uh, you used to be able to buy mud puppies, mm-hmm. fucking tiger tiger salamanders that were still yeah. like uh, in the larval form, and I got a bunch of those from a bait shop and like turned those into tiger salamanders in a fish tank. Oh shit! Fuck yeah, that's awesome, dude. Damn, that's really cool. life cycle, baby. Hell yeah! So how? how old were you when like you got your first actual like captive snake? Like when you kept one versus like the field aspect of things, you know, you talked about when you were five, you know, you saw your first sidewinder out there, but when did you start keeping as well? Well, my dad had like, uh, like, uh, Burmese pythons and stuff like that before I was even born. Oh, so you just, from, from the get go, from the get go, you were, you were, a keeper of sorts he came out of the yeah. womb with snakes and chameleons. oh yeah and <laughs> my uncle was like a, a huge bluebird breeder out here oh wow and, like started like the tucson reptile show and helped start that and everything and so it's just you know it's in his blood part of the dna dude yeah it's yeah, ingrained dude, awesome. yeah it's not like me at all my my mother was a a animal lover and then i popped out liking all the creepy crawlies and nobody was having it so <laughs> Black yeah. sheep, black sheep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Well, uh, so that was awesome. That's awesome, dude. So you pre- you've pretty much been doing both forever, and that's oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah cool. definitely. You know, I mean, but like I didn't. So I didn't start taking like herping seriously until about like four years ago. You know, like oh, actually, okay. like, like oh, researching this stuff and being like, oh, I can probably go here and find this at like this time of day. You know, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, like, so that notes and, and all that. Yeah, so that that's so you took it like for real, like about you said four years ago. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So you were you were heavier into keeping before you were heavier into the field side of things. Um. Yeah, I've always had you know animals like I've always had some lizards or some shit in my room growing up. Um, but like I started. Let's see. I'm 25 now, and uh, I think I started started to like ramp up a reptile collection when i was 19 okay oh yeah okay it's cool so they they almost came like one after the other you start keeping yeah. heavily then you're like all right time to hit the field mm-hmm. a little heavier okay cool cool awesome man just kind of just sounds like you were like all right reptiles are taking over my life falls <laughs> yeah. to the wall yeah. Yeah. i was like oh shit i moved out i was like oh fuck i can get whatever i want yeah, that's literally go. how it is for all of us. oh my yeah. god wait i can have more than one snake and nobody yeah. will tell me no i can yeah. do this yeah. now i can just go to a show and buy something and not ask anybody yeah what the hell oh. is this oh cool man well you know we're kind of gonna we're gonna start with 
with more of the herping side of things. And I think our, our first question along with that is um, what goes, you know, what type of gear do you plan on for, you know, just going out in your local areas as well as like a long-term trip, you know, so start with what you bring when you're just going out basically in your backyard. Cause you live in bumfuck nowhere, Arizona. And bro, dude, I, I have like prime herping like 45 minutes away. Yeah. That's, Fucking that's... all three Montane rattlesnakes, green rats, shit like that. Uh, <laughs> <Iris>. <laughs> I gotta come. I gotta get out of your way, man. I know I've been saying that for like two, three years now, but like I gotta do it. And oh, yeah. It's, I'm, it's gonna I'm, happen sooner and later. I'm, I'm fucking making it a mission this year to get out there. I'm not, yeah. even if I have to go into debt, I'll fucking get out there. I don't give a <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I mean, you got a place to stay, so. Dude, whatever. So, Sky, you and I need to talk and let's work out like dates to do this. All right. I'm down. But uh, yeah. So what's in your what's in your herping bag as far as gear for just getting out there for for a day? And then what's in there for, you know, a, a weekend long week long trip? You know, what, what what do you got? All right. Well, I happen to have my bag right here. Hell yeah. Hell um, yeah. I don't know exactly. It's an Osprey. I don't know. Something. Nice, nice pack. It's fucking. I I don't know. I just waited for like, we have sportsmen's here. It's kind of like Bass Pro Shop. Yeah. I just waited for like a Labor Day sale or some shit like that, and went in, go. got it pretty cheap, and then um, you know, it's got a place for a Camelback, so I keep a three liter Camelback mm-hmm. in there. Hell yeah. Always, bro. In the desert, you always gotta have water. Yes. So that's a that. So that's a Camelback and a backpack. Yeah, yeah it's just got yeah. like a little spot. Yeah. Yeah, just like yeah. That that's just like right on the back. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the exact kind of that. It's nice. Got. You put like you put ice water in there, dude, and it keeps your back cool. Dude, just, dude, that's what I liked about it, dude. Yeah, yeah. hell keeps yeah, your ass and back warm. And then like, <laughs> you know, so it's got one pocket out here, a little pocket, and a big pocket. Pretty yeah. simple, small, lightweight with like a good frame, so it's comfortable to hike ten miles. Hell yeah, there you go. And then in here, basic shit like. I don't have like so I have a first aid kit in my my car okay. all the time, and then uh, like sometimes I'll just throw like some bandages and stuff in here if I need that. But life straw always nice. That, that that's one thing I need. So what on the life straw thing? What what yeah. brand is that, and where do where do you go about getting one? Just life straw, fucking from Amazon. Okay, cool. And you can literally just put this in in a little puddle and drink it. Fuck yeah! All you gotta do. <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I definitely need to invest in one of those. Yeah, uh, I got a lighter in here. Um, this is cool. So this like connects to my hose on my Camelback, and I can just fill it up with water bottles. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, hold on. I'll be right back. Oh, okay. He's gonna he's gonna show us. See, yeah, this is oh, oh I'm so excited. This is awesome. See, this is why we right. needed him as our first guest. Right? Dustin was prepared. He said, "I got my bag right here, baby." Yeah, he fucking. Oh, he's God. like, he's like, I'm gonna have my bag because I got to get it ready, anyways. I'm like, please, yes. please bring. I that love shit. it. I love it. More items to talk about, different brands, and giving a visualization of what you know. This is why people need to turn it, tune in live, and watch the yep. YouTube so you can yes, see sir. this. Yeah. So I use source okay bladder and uh this little thing this is the mouthpiece you know just pops off okay pop this in and then you can fill it up with water bottles oh. uh, squeeze them in there. 
it's nice because you don't have to take it all the way out, you know? Yeah. And I've done it with, like, okay. I've done it with, like, the gallon jugs, just filling it up. Because if we're on, like, long trips out of the car or something, you know, you don't want to take all that shit off and take it out, and it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, I was about I was about to ask what the purpose of that was, but now I get it. Like if you're in the back of a truck or you're on the move, it's much easier to just take that hose, pull it up and pour it in mm-hmm. versus taking your just whole bag. Up. Yep. That's sick. So where on that little piece is that like a certain brand or did it come yeah, with yeah. that, that so, type uh, of source source hydration? S- source or source? Source. source. You're source a store. You're a source. It's a source. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right, dope. Then yeah, in the big compartment, I just keep like my camera in here. Okay. Um, this is just a basic ass Canon uh, Rebel T6. Dude, those uh, are great cameras, man. You know, super like... basic. And then I've just got a um, what is this? This is a macro lens, a 105 millimeter, 105. Nice. Yeah, and then I keep a wide angle in here also. Nice. Sick. And then, so like I've started taking a lot of notes. And so this is a digital temperature and humidity meter. Nice. So this takes like ambient temps. For the ambient stuff, yeah. Yeah. Because everyone thinks that while while you have that out, I just want to touch on this because I feel like a lot of people get confused. You can't use a laser temp gun to get any sort of ambient temperature. No, matter no, what no that's think. just surface temps. Yeah. Yeah. And no matter what you point it at. So that is what you need for any sort of ambient temp or humidity. So and so from, and for my notes, like I'll, I'll throw this in, a, in direct sunlight and get a direct sunlight reading. And then I'll put it right where like the animal that I'm taking notes on is sitting at. So, so, or so pretty what, close. what brand is that? And where'd you get it from? Uh, just Amazon. Uh, okay. Prop next. Okay, cool. Awesome, man. That's sick. I've never, I've actually never seen one of those. So I like that. Yeah. Eric, Eric, Burke, that. Eric Burke had one on like on one of the Arizona trips. I was like, oh, dude, I need that. So. <laughs> nice. I nice. put that in my notes. Mm-hmm. And then just a flash. Uh, this is that other lens. Okay. This is so that, that was the flash for your camera? Yeah, yeah. And then okay. just another lens. And then I'll usually like I'll have like a snake bag in here and I'll just wrap the lenses up in that. There you go. Okay. You know, that's, and actually, I mean, that's actually a really good thing to remember. If you need something to put your lenses in, snake bags. Uh-huh. I never even thought of that. That's perfect. And dude, it kind of say I was in um an area where there's uh, some protected snakes. And uh you're not supposed to have like snake bags or any kind of collecting gear, you know. Right. And I just I just always have a snake bag. Right. In this bag. And so I like when they they ended up like checking our stuff, like checking our permits or our hunting licenses, and like wanted to look our, through our bags. And so I let them, you know, I didn't have anything to hide. Yeah. But I was I was a little nervous about the snake bag. I was like, oh no, I just use it to wrap up my lens. You know? <laughs> Fucking a. yeah, for sure. But then, uh, right in the rain notepad. I nice. was look, I was looking into those. That's my next purchase. Is the right in rain? Yeah. I know Eric Berg talks about those a bunch. Yeah, that's that's something everybody should look into for oh that's something everybody should look into if you're wanting to take notes out in the field, it might be raining anything like that. Those right and rain notepads, they're supposed they're to be nice. water they're supposed to be waterproof. They also they also make pencils yeah, the from pencils. them too that do the same thing. You're supposed to be able to write if it's wet in there. Oh, you got the pencil too, baby. <laughs> yeah, there you go. 
Nice. Yeah, I just got basically all the camera stuff in here. Yeah. Just so it kind of stays a little bit more protected. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then radios. Radios are nice. always good. Very nice. I mean, you know, it's it's fun to like just stay with your friends and have like some good like conversations and stuff, but sometimes you're going pretty hard and you're looking for that target species, so you guys split up. You gotta split up, man. Oh yeah. Radios are like a, a necessity. That's that's a big thing that I want to try and work out for our camping trip this year, Skies, get some yeah. radios. Cause like, yeah. you know, I would say, you know, if you're in a big group, try and keep people in like groups of at least two or three. And if there's two or three groups, you know, make sure everybody's got a radio or a walkie talkie or something. Mm -hmm. and, and these yeah. are good. So these are uh uh UV five Rs. So these are basically little ham radios. Oh, nice. That's so they awesome. go a little bit, a little bit further than just like your traditional walkie-talkie. And what, if you don't mind me asking, what a what, whereabouts do those run in price range? Uh, I think it was like pretty affordable. Yeah, it was like uh, fifty to a hundred bucks for okay. both of them, and like the charger, and it comes like. Oh, okay. Stuff. Well, yeah, a hundred bucks for both of them. That's not bad at all. If yeah, it's really better than you know because walkie-talkies like only go so far. You yeah, know, you well, yeah, these are good. Like I tested them out, and they're good for like. Through like some deep canyons, like a quarter mile. Oh wow! Okay. But like flat, it was like a decent, like almost a mile. It was pretty good. They're pretty good. That's awesome. Yeah, that's perfect. That's sick. Nice. We should definitely look into that. Absolutely, absolutely. And then in here, just uh, extra ammunition. I always stay protected out here. And then yeah. uh, granola bar from last year. Hey, <laughs> my boy got a snack pack. Always, bro. Awesome. I'll it. So what about uh what about a snake hook? Do you carry a hook with you at all times when it's legal, of course? Yeah. So I use two different hooks. When I'm hiking around, I'll use the the stump ripper mm -hmm. or the field hook. It's been used. And it's just a a Midwest Tongs. I think it's forty eight inch because I'm the tallest book. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too big for Jake. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and this uh just a venom like gear normal hook that yeah. stays in the car. This is good for like, I usually just use this for like road cruising. I've got the same exact hook that stays in my truck 24. Yeah, seven. this one's, it's a little shorter. I think it's like a 32 or something like that. Okay. Yeah. And then fucking big boy tongs. Nice. Clob shit. Well, dude, I just keep these in the car too because it's great for like, if there's like a neonate Aatrox or something on the road. And you're like, I hurt. It's just so uh... easy. And there's a fucking car coming, you know, you just yep. scoop it up. <laughs> yeah. Throw it off real quick. You know, awesome mess with a little hook. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. So this is actually, dude. This, these have come in handy just road cruising for little little croats. So many it, times. The first time I saw somebody use tongs was actually watching Austin Stevens when I was younger. I don't know if y'all have ever watched his his stuff. He had a show. He's a South African guy. He um and he always used tongs. I never saw him with a hook, but he had a big pair of tongs or tweezers or whatever you want to call them. You know, he'd use these things to maneuver the snakes, to pin their heads if he needed to. And I was like, that's actually an awesome tool to have for like smaller species, you know? Like gives like, you that little yeah. handle on them without getting a hand on them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. They, I mean, it comes in handy. And I feel like those would be better than the actual like grabbing tongs. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Those like, trip me out, man. I feel yeah. like you're just fucking a snake up using those. Yeah, you yeah, it's nice. I feel like I feel like you have a little more control with yeah. the tongs. That's exactly yeah, what I was about. To say. I feel like you have a lot more control with the actual tweezer mm -hmm. type of tongs. You know, 
And these are long. These are like these are 24, 24 inches. So yeah, they look big. They're good for like even like adult sidewinders and stuff like that. Yeah. Nice. Now we say this, don't go grabbing, you know, a, a, an adult diamond back with those things or anything. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> dude, sometimes there's been some big, big diamond bags, dude, on the road with like the 36 inch hook is, it, it feels a little small. Yeah, yeah, man. I ain't gonna lie. When I was out in, uh, when I lived in Texas, man, I came across some big diamond bags. Like those things, those things, <laughs> they're not, they're not small. They yeah small and they're mad all the time i don't know why but uh <laughs> they're they're mad <laughs> they're mad they want to eat you bud <laughs> <laughs> that's sick man is there is there anything else that you know is that so is that your bag no matter what is there anything extra you bring for a longer you know weekend long trip or is that pretty much your staple no matter any time you go yeah out? that's the that's the edc you know that's that's what always comes with Nice. Um, for longer trips, it's just a, like I have like a 72 hour, uh, backpacking backpack mm-hmm. that stuff full of clothes. Yeah. Nice. But I, like I'm always hiking in pants too out here because everything's, everything's sharp. Sharp. Everything and stab you. I'm glad, I'm glad you said that, man. Cause like we, we talked about pants in the first episode we had a few people be like, ah, shorts. And I'm like, ah, maybe nah. I'm just a pussy, but like, I, I'm a pants yeah, wear, guy when I'm out. There. I wear pants. I wear pants and long sleeves. Oh, there you go. Yeah, long sleeves. Like, long sleeves. I kind of, I don't always do long sleeves. Because nah, the sun's, the sun's crazy out here. You need, that's true. You need it. Yeah. Straight UV in the desert. So mm-hmm. I, I use yeah. like just a thin, like, uh, like the Under Armour material that's UV resistant. Yeah, like Under Armour Columbia type of like yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. exactly. Hell yeah. yeah, nice, nice. We should look into that, Scott. Get some flipping tin, like you know, Columbia hey. shirts. That'd be sick. I don't know about Columbia's, but I'd be down for some some long sleeves, like the thin long sleeves. Yeah, ones. there's like yeah, I know what you're saying. like the sleek ones, up. like the yeah. I don't, were you talking about like a button up style? I mean, either no, one. No, 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 just like the yeah, the like okay. um, synthetic material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, I can't, I, I'm I'm blanking on the actual thing that uh, the actual term that it's called, but I know what you're talking about. Everybody else will know too. Uh, yeah, those bre- breathable ones. We'll have to methane glass. <laughs> yeah. No, not sure. that. Not that. Not, not that one. No. Nope. Dry fit. Dry fit. Billy said it. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Drive it. That, that's what we're talking about. Uh, yeah, no. And that that's what I do. Like when I, I fish a lot down here and if you're out on the water, it's a lot similar to being out in the fucking desert when it's, there's no shade oh, anywhere. Yeah, it's just uh-huh. sun down on you. I've gotten third degree burns just from. Yeah. Like, it's just like reflecting off the water onto you. Yeah. Too. yeah it's it's terrible. Yeah. Man. yeah. So I wear long sleeves and sunscreen. <laughs> So, yeah, sunscreen boy. is also like a it's it's a necessity out here. Yeah, dude. For us, it's bug spray. Like we have a lot of trees around here, so normally the sunburn isn't terrible. But man, the bugs. The, the long sleeves for the bugs, sun, and then bug spray on top. Oh, yeah, boy. I'm pretty thankful we don't have like ticks or anything out here. Oh, dude. <laughs> you come hurt with us. You need to come hurt nah, with us. You'll I'm find good. out real quick. <laughs> no, thank you. That's yeah, that's rough. 
So do you do anything special to plan for like a herb trip for like a 72 hour herb trip before leading up to it or um, fasting or anything well, special for luck? <laughs> no, I mean, no, no, no rituals or anything like that, but okay. You I don't mean, have you... one pair of underwear that you don't wash every <laughs> time lucky... you go. <laughs> yeah. the, whole, the whole herping season, that's the only pair I, I hike in. <laughs> <laughs> they don't never hit the washing machine. You can literally <laughs> smell them outside the house. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've been on a few trips with uh, Rob Stone now, and that dude is a master planner. Oh, and God, so yeah. Justin, Justin came out, I think it was a year or two ago, and it was just him. Or no, it was the, the Chuck. He came out with Chuck and uh, uh, his buddy um, Steve. Oh God, please don't kill me if I got that name wrong. <laughs> I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we came out and like I, I planned that trip, and it was just so you kind of want to have like your set targets, you know, plan for a couple days in there, but also have some backup plans that are that are pretty close. Yeah, because you don't you don't want to miss those prime times to be road cruising or hiking or anything like that. So. And it's, I don't know, it's kind of a, it's fun to base those trips off like a feeling too, just oh, leaving yeah. it open. You know, if you start finding all the, all your target species, which we, we kind of did that trip, like we found a lot of stuff. I think I got like five new lipers or something Damn. In, Damn. in my home oh, state, yeah. you know, that's crazy. That's dude. sick. That's awesome. And so it's, it's fun to just go off that gut feeling like, oh, we're doing good, like, Fuck it. Let's drive an hour to this mountain range and go over yeah. here and try and get something something cool. And that always like it always makes you feel better. Like it, it's cool like having a plan, but when you're just kind of running off the cuff and it's successful, oh man, there's there's no better feeling in the world. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, fuck it, let's just hit this spot and see what happens. And all of a sudden it's you know, one after another, man. Mm -hmm. it, it's killer. And dude, I'm also on that trip I got my, my life for green rat. Oh, and uh oh. So we, we had like road crews this road late at night. It was kind of like our last stop of the night. We hit a couple other spots. Didn't really find much. And it's like, okay, we can camp right up here. Just park off the road. We'll, we'll, we'll fucking sleep, get up early. Um, Steve and Chuck had to leave early that next morning. I was like, we can wake up and just road cruise. And so everything, you know, it was the last day of the trip. Everyone was tired. So we were going kind of, kind of slow. And I was, I was antsy. You know, I wanted to go road cruise and go look for some stuff. <laughs> I told myself, I was like, dude, we had a great, great weekend, incredible weekend, great friends, you know, uh, these lifelong memories are just going to be with me forever. And so got myself to calm down. And like, as soon as we all got done packing up and pulled out of our campsite, like five minutes down the road, dude, it's beautiful little green rats just chilling right in the middle waiting for us. God, dude. Freaking that... cherry on top, dude. Yep. Uh, so sometimes see, you know you just you just got to go with the flow and just write it out and it, it, it'll pay off and that's I, the thing man you know like everybody talks about herping finding stuff blah blah you know but it, there's so much obviously there's some skill that goes into it but like in that scenario like you're antsy to get out if you would have left an hour earlier because you were antsy you probably wouldn't have dude, seen that take fucking you know what i mean 20 minutes earlier we wouldn't have seen yeah it. exactly you know it's it's all about right place right time you know yep. you have to realize and that's why like what every time i see a snake i mess with it photograph or whatever this is gonna sound dumb and it's gonna sound like i'm a fucking hippie but every time i find a snake and i release it whatever i say thank you 
because it's one of those things of like, if I wasn't right there, right then, this snake would not have blessed me with his presence. Oh, and yeah, dude. Yeah. It's, it's such a thing that you got to remember. Like, there's so, like, there is skill that goes into it, but there's a whole lot of luck that goes into it. You know, oh, like, yeah. if you're not at that spot at that exact time, you're not going to find that lifer, you know. And Dustin, yeah. if you would have pushed everybody to get going quicker, you probably wouldn't have found that lifer green nope, rat, you know? <laughs> like, oh man that that's so sick man that, that's that's freaking awesome brandon said the 95 degree spec oh that story <laughs> yeah. he said that story yeah. <laughs> oh yeah that was that was a fun day oh um, let's hear it all right so i had seen i had spent a lot of time in phoenix looking for specs and can't find them for some reason there but uh, Brandon lives there and has seen him, and he's like, "Let's go look for some orange, orange specks a little bit further away, kind of more uh, west." Yeah. And uh, so we go up there. We go up there a little early, fucking eat some food, and it's uh, neither of us had been there before. So I was like, "Hey, let's go. Let's just go. You know, drive the roads we want to drive right now, so we can kind of get a lay of the land because it looks a hell of a lot different when it's dark out, you know." Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, I talk and about it. Maybe we can see like. Scoop it. Yeah, and maybe there's maybe there's a wash in like a specific area where you want to like hit slow a down and yeah, hit areas. like tight yeah. passes. And uh so we go there, dude, and as soon as we like get on the freeway, like as soon as we get into like the spot where we want to start looking, there's a fucking this huge speck on the freeway. Yeah, dude, and it's like 95 degrees out, and it's just chilling on the fucking asphalt. Brandon slams on his brakes. Barely misses it, pulls over, and we get this thing off the freeway. Oh my god! And what time of day fucking, was that? Uh, it was like an hour, an hour and a half, two hours before sunset. Oh, what? Yeah, so we we're like, we're just gonna Holy hit this shit, shit before sunset, you know? Yeah. And that way, we're just there already as the sun's setting. Yeah, that, I mean, that's what you want for sure. Yeah. We were like. Do you we know so if there was any shocked. rain or anything previous that day that it may have pushed it out, or was it just all no, not, nothing like within the 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 week or or anything like that that I can remember. No. Okay, damn, that's crazy, dude. God, man. Again, that's like I, I'm sure that's why you brought it up. It's just right place, right time. Yeah, know? but dude, this so this thing was hot because it was it was so hot out <laughs> and it was sitting on the asphalt. Brandon's like. I don't know, four feet above it, just taking a cell phone pick, and this thing levitates off the ground and comes within like it seemed like inches from him, dude. Yeah. You know, being being safe, like we're not in its space right. or anything like that. Just a quick, just that first picture you take, you know, right yeah, when you yeah. find it. Yeah, for sure. But that thing, that thing was scary. I had to ask. I was like, "Are you like?" I was like, "Double check yourself. Make sure you're not like like you don't have like a pinprick of blood." right damn it man it's funny dude like that's the type of stuff you notice like they'll be out there in scenarios like that when it's extra hot but man you find you find a rattlesnake on a day that it's extra warm you oh. know the difference mm -hmm. you see the difference full <laughs> operating temperature yes yes freaking dragon mode yeah they're 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 pissed it, it's it, funny it, dude. that was the that was the only snake we found really yeah <laughs> Wow. We were like, we we're like, fuck yeah, it's gonna be a good night. Like, shit's already moving. Luckily, it was what we went to go look for. Yeah, you so know. At least you got and we we're like, hell yeah, I got the target out of the way. Like, it's gonna be a good night. We're gonna find a bunch of common stuff. You know, nothing. 
one there was like i think we saw like two dors and that was it and we fucking road cruise for like five hours dude yeah. that you remember what the dors were by chance yeah it was like a ground snake and a patch nose or something damn and those were like four hours apart from each other it was like one at the beginning one at the wow. end wow damn that's crazy man and it's you know it, it's all about you know it's so funny like there's there's times that like you start off like great and you're like boom here's the rest of the day we got mm-hmm. this and then you get skunked you know we had like uh, i went road cruising i took justin road cruising one of my spots one time and it was like the opposite we didn't find i went on my main road and we didn't find anything for you know two hours nothing showed up and i was like all right like you know we gotta do something else so i went up i went to a different road up the road right off the rip they were all dors unfortunately but we found a massive cane break dead we found the biggest copperhead i've ever seen in my bum fuck life (laughs) dead on there i'm talking dude i'm telling you this thing was like four feet long it was huge. I, you know, anybody, you know, in my area, you know, copperheads, they, they're, there's a lot of them and they're usually, you know, a good size copperhead is three foot. You know, this thing was pushing for dude is the biggest copper yeah. I've ever seen guts just splattered on the freaking road. And then I think another copperhead and something else was dead. And I was like, dude, like this, this is bullshit, you know, cause I knew this was a good night, but for whatever reason on my road, they weren't moving, but obviously out here they were. And again, it's just, it's all right place, right time, man. You yeah. Know? Like it's, you got to guess. 30% look, 30% skill. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's great talk. of the time, it works every time. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I guess on that note, you know, you're talking about different areas. What, for anybody listening who's, you know, kind of, starting to get in the field herping what advice would you give somebody if they're looking to find a good area to herp or you know a new area to herp if they their spots aren't working out for them yeah just i mean start local you know like look for like a local park or something and uh like we've got a a recreational area that's at the foothills of the mountains it's like 50 minutes from my house and that's one of my favorite spots to go nice it's oh, local. Yeah. You can find a bunch of cool stuff there, and it's it's uh it's it's actually really good herping, you know. But if you want to start, just the best way to start is just go. Yeah, you can join. Um, I don't know. Herpers can be kind of dicks sometimes. <laughs> Thank you, know, you for being honest about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> like, there's so many times, like on the herping groups on Facebook and stuff, I see some new person, like, oh, like, what should I do? Blah blah blah. And everyone's like, oh, we're not giving up spots. No one, no one will give up spots. Read a book, like, yeah, you know, and don't get me wrong, I'm not the first guy to tell you, like, this road I have a lot of success on, you know, but I always encourage people just like to get out, you know, find rural, find rural roads, find WMAs, you know, stuff like that. I'll tell somebody about a WMA as long as they, because it's public land, you know, if Mm -hmm. I have a specific road that provides, you know, something really rare, now I'm gonna keep that to myself, but if it's a public place, I don't mind telling somebody who doesn't seem like a piece of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, but also there's a level where like, like do like if there's something specific you want to find, just do some research on it. Like get a field yeah. guide, start reading about the stuff that you have locally and what kind of conditions and what kind of habitat you can find it in. And I mean, iNat is a good resource. iNaturalist. Absolutely. Just look on there. It's, it's, you know, it's helped me a lot. 
it's always a good tool, man. I always go back and forth about it, but it, it's such a good starting reference point. Like I wouldn't rely on it, but you know, it's always such a good starting reference point. If you, yeah, I mean, it gives you like a a generalized location to start. I, I just used it frick two or three weeks ago. We had some rainstorms hitting and a buddy hit me up about some shit. And I was like, hold on, let me go check on INAT just to see how far away from my actual location this drive would be and everything, or where's the closest siding. Turns out literally exactly an hour from my house, there was four freaking confirmed sightings. So I was like, dude, this is this helped me because it's like, all right, now I know where to go the next time this certain weather pattern comes through. And it's I, all I got to do prepare is fucking a road trip, an hour road trip and some good music. And I'm fucking about to go find some lifer amphibianthos. So, oh, yeah. It's all about, you know, INAT is really good. Like, you never want to go to the exact spot because a lot of people on INAT, like, they'll find something in their yard and yeah. they might they might be in a suburban area, but it at least gives you a general, you know, for example, like, mm-hmm. I, I want to find a, I need to find a brown water snake in South Carolina. I found one in Florida, but, you know, I'm going through my South Carolina list and, you know, I, if I find something in another state, I don't count it for my South Carolina list. Um, so I was looking at INAT for where brown waters are because Chris Montrose was telling me, like, you should have brown waters in your area. And so I went on INAT and I was like, well, where the fuck are these things? Turns out they're about 45 minutes out of my exact county, you know, but they're here. They're definitely you know, you can get them here, but they're not in my exact area. You got to go a little bit out of the County out of the way a little bit, you know, like I said, about 45 minutes, but I not gave me that general area of where I could find them. Like, no, I'm not going to go down this exact road where somebody happened to see one in their yard, you know, but I know the general area now. And then you use that to find roads and swamps that they could be at because you know they're in that area while while you're on that because i want to hit on that more because what i did actually this is what you got to do when people say inat research exactly what jake's saying when someone finds something that you don't know where exactly they're going to post it they could you know post it away from the location that they actually found it as a deterrent or it's someone that's so nonchalant about what they're doing that they're actually posting the exact location in their backyard so what you would do is if you were saying, we'll go to my scenario, there was four sightings. So what I did was looked at those four sightings, went back to my uh, Apple maps, turned on the satellite, went to that general area on my Apple maps with the satellite. Then I was able to look at the landscape, seeing that there's a river, a couple roads that run right along the river of which would have, would, would have been probably people's backyards or private land of where they had these sightings. So it's like, all right, I can go cruise these couple roads, which is in that exact area, which is the waterway that they're on. So that's how you would correlate those two things and use it as a tool just to kind of go into it a little bit deeper, just for some other people. Because I know it's it's for a lot of us, it's like nonchalant. You don't think about it. We, We make that connection. But the amount of messages I get throughout the week about stuff that doesn't make sense to people, I just want to get it out there for everyone. So you know how to use these tools because... The more you get out there and the more you can find, the funner it is. Like, I'm so stoked to get out there and cruise these roads now. And I know exactly where they're out because of that method I just told you about. Hell yeah, I'm going to get out. I'm going to get out for my first time this weekend. So Yeah, yeah. man. Tell, write it right in the flipping tin, man. Tell us what you find when you talk about yeah, it next yeah, week. Definitely talk about it. That'd be awesome. You know, but, you know, along those lines, you know, 
if you're looking for a new, say you're looking for a specific species, obviously use INAT and all that, you know, mm-hmm. what kind of things, you know, do you look at a map to look for roads that look like there's no houses around or how do you yeah, find you a just, specific road for road cruising? If we're talking you can just use that. like, so Google maps is like a pretty good satellite. Okay. Like imagery, you know, so yeah. you can go out there and like look for like different roads to go and like different canyons to hike and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, just yeah. use, use something to find a general location, any kind of resource, like a book or INAT or anything like that, and then just go get out there. Like, there's, there's days where I'll spend eight hours just fucking hiking around. I'll hike up a canyon, go back to my truck, drive to the next canyon, hike that, come back, take notes on fucking on the weather, on the heat, like the temperatures, if I do see anything, what it was doing, you know. Yeah. So. While you're on that really quick, um, how often do you go out, say that, call that a kind of scouting trip where you're going out doing stuff like that. Say you don't see anything at a couple locations, but in your mind, things are looking prime and the area is looking good. How often and are you, you know, uh, like wanting to go back to that? Or if you don't see something, are you just like, okay, you know, whatever, or are you a let me hit it and repeat it a bunch of times and see if I get success? If it's oh yeah, you can't prime. like you can't just just hit some someplace once and just write it off, you know. I'll go, I maybe maybe I won't go to that exact spot next time. I'll go to the next canyon, but I'll always try to come back to it and, and circle back and just see see what's what's going on that day, you know. Yeah, because I always try to promote that too. Because man, there's been so many times where I've hit it a, a couple spots multiple times and not had luck. And then there's, it's that right place, right time, right weather pattern scenario where it might've mm-hmm. felt good that one day, but you know, we were looking at X, Y, Z, but we forgot about M, which was the moon cycle. And yep. that may have been throwing stuff off. So that might've been why you didn't see stuff that day. But the next time you go back, you got X, Y, Z checked off again. And without thinking about it, M was checked off. And yep. that's the time you're going to see some shit. So that's why I always tell people you got to freaking repeat, repeat, repeat until, you know, I would say like if you go to sing a certain spot and you hit the same certain spot 12, 15 times and you don't see nothing, you can officially write that off. Yeah. But dude, it, And it's it's like it's impossible to plan for anything, you know? Yeah. Because say say there's this specific canyon I hiked one day and I didn't see anything. Well, so if I go to the next canyon, maybe the snake that was here or in that previous, the next canyon I went to, went to the one I was at yesterday, you know? Exactly. Like, it's it's impossible to plan for any of that kind of stuff. It's impossible to, like, to to try and nail it down. You just got to go and, and just, just, honestly, just keep going. Exactly. And I, I also think there's something to be said for scouting areas and, like, the off-season, you know, whether it be winter or bad days you know if you have time even if it's not a great herping day you know there's something to be said for going to an area and at least like scoping it out you know like granted i went to a wma that was not open you know this week but it was good to it was good to get out there and at least see the habitat and know that it's a good area, you know, to, to check out and, and see, see what's going on out there. If you don't find something, if you know your habitat, you know what to look for, you can at least keep it in the back of your head. Like, okay, this is another place I need to, I need to come check out during a better time of year season, you know, time of day, you know, whatever. But, Yo, you you get a better feel for a habitat. You know, I if I'm gonna road cruise a road, 
I, I prefer to go out there when I'm not actually road cruising so I can look, you know, and have time to go look at other areas, you know, cause I'll, I'll find a general area of that I want to check out and I'll go out there in the middle of the day to check out the road and the habitat, see what's going on. That way I have time to see if I, I want to do this during the right time or if I want to look at other areas, you know, you got to look at it as a whole, not just don't say I want to hit this road and then go during prime time because you might be, to, to be honest, you might be wasting your time because just because yeah. I'm a map, it looks good. Doesn't mean it's going to be great when it's prime times, you know, so take your time, go out there when you have time to check out a few roads, find what you think is best and then spend your time road cruising in prime time in the areas that you think will be best and not saying it'll provide, but you, if you know, know what you're looking for, it'll, it'll help you. You know what I mean? Like, don't go out there with the full ex expectation of finding something, you know, go scope it out, you know, take, take some time, even if it's not a great time of year, time of day, whatever, you know, and, and check it out. 100%. And dude, like, I just love hiking, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I just love getting out. Like I love Southern Arizona so much that it's just, it's, it's like, I enjoy seeing cool cactus, like finding rare cactus and stuff like yeah, that. Like, I, like, oh, no. I love I cactus. Like, Bro, I even like I like birding a little bit, you know. Dude. Like I don't know exactly what I'm looking at, but fucking birds of prey are cool. Me cool and this fool, bro. Dude, That's like, literally what I tell him. I'm like, bro, there was one day, oh, bro. There was one day, like the birds that we saw on the herping trip were the cherry on top. My homie from California yes, came out. Dude. He really wanted to see Willardi. Like it was super late season. We hiked all fucking day. Finally found one. At like the end of the day, and we're coming back, we see um, we see a gray hawk in a tree, and then um, a pair of elegant trogons, which are like Dude. like one of the number one birds to see in southern Arizona. You know, that's crazy. And we saw a mating pair. Like it's one of the best. Like I've seen a few. I've heard a bunch. I've seen a few, and usually just quick glimpses. You know, this this pair was like sitting in a perfect spot to look at them and watch them just chilling next to each other. That's so sick. Dude, that that's awesome, man. Cause like, dude, I, I don't, you know, you, some herpers are like, uh, birding. That's stupid. I love birds, dude. Like, I especially like wading birds. Yeah. Around here, we get a ton of wading birds. You know, birds of prey. Um, and and you you learn a lot just by watching birds and stuff, man. You know, like we get some really cool birds of prey around here. You want to see me geek the fuck out over a bird just as much as I do a snake? You know, let me see a swallowtail kite. You know, oh my like, god, yeah, I forgot you I, love those kites. I, I love, love <laughs> I love swallowtail kites, any of those birds of prey, man, that you don't see a lot because swallowtail kites are, yeah, I don't remember if they're endangered, but they're definitely threatened. We don't, you don't see a lot of them. I've only seen them here, I think, twice. Really, you we know? get a lot in my area, dude. Y'all get a lot more cool stuff down there, all the stuff that's like hard to see around here. Y'all are like, oh, we see it on every Tuesday. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, I see a lot of kites, and I actually just seen a spoonbill like fucking three weeks ago, dude. I was so stoked. Spoonbill is one of my favorite waiting words out here. And... I actually can see a lot of spoonbills. Spoonbills really? aren't hard for me to find, you know, but those, those kites, we get Mississippi kites a lot. I see quite a few of those, but the swallowtails are a little bit harder to come across dude people don't realize you can use birds of prey as a tool while you're out herping man i was when i was just out last time fucking red shoulder hawk was sitting on top of a dead pine tree squawking off 
and he's literally looking over uh dried grass uh grassy area but it was just a dried out water area so it's like you know kind of like split mud and a couple dried up mud puddles and a bunch of sawgrass and shit and he's literally just scoping dude and i see him <laughs> go out i didn't see what he catch but he was just out there soaring around in the sky watching shit so it's like you can use the birds of prey as a tool. If you know they're out there scoping and watching, it's a prime time for other stuff, which is their prey. What we're targeting is moving. So, you know, we're all look. me and the, us and the birds of prey, we're all looking for the same thing. And, and Mike actually made a good point. Birds of prey around means there's prey for snakes because a lot of them, they, they eat the same stuff. Now, not, mind you, birds of prey will eat snakes. But a lot of times they're looking for those small rodents too. And the- yeah, but they're looking for those small rodents, small insects, all that type of stuff. Same type of thing snakes are going for. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sticks. But plus, plus birds are just fucking dope. And, so. Yeah, and birds. How do we get? I thought this was a herping podcast. How do we get talking about? <laughs> yeah, let's let's get back on. Hey, track. hey, Dustin, you brought up birds. <laughs> you cannot, you cannot blame Dude, me I for love what everything. Happened. I love everything. <laughs> Fucking bugs, plants, birds, you know, yeah, rocks. I'm, I'm the same way, dude. We're fond like, of people, man. Yeah, and that and again, Even like if- this is a field herbing podcast, but again, you know, it goes into our challenge of, you know, just get out and see what you see. Like this is about promoting, you know, enjoying your local fauna no matter what it is. Yeah, know? even if I'm not taking like pictures of snakes because I'm not finding shit. I'm taking, taking pictures, pictures of birds. Of, like, rocks, bro, rocks. <laughs> Like oh, make yeah. cool backgrounds, you know. Yeah, yeah, dude, definitely. Yeah, just habitat definitely. pictures are great, man. You know, I I need to put together a video, but I went out to one of my favorite WMAs, and you know, I, I didn't see it. I only saw one snake, but you know, I found I, several alligators, some frogs, and stuff. But I also took a bunch of you know habitat, you know, videos. You know, just as I'm driving by, you know, just take the phone out, take a video of the habitat, you know, just because it's cool, man. You know, enjoy enjoy what you got while we got it. You know, exactly. I got a I got a question that kind of correlates with what we're kind of going over right now too. Is um, so like when you're out targeting certain spots to go, or even out scouting, um, are there certain indicators like in the area? whether it be weather, prey items of a target species, certain movements of insects, time of year, any kind of indicators like that in certain areas? And does that change in different areas that you go to by, by chance? So it's kind of hard to like pick like a specific. Yeah, I know it's um, a loaded question, but you can kind yeah, of hit on so, that with whatever you got. I, it's if, it's supposed to be broad because I know that's pretty broad. Yeah, so if I'm going for like a like a new species, um, it's it's pretty hard to like target a specific weather weather pattern or um, like temperature or anything like that, you know. So I'll just kind of go off uh, general, like something that's generally good, you know. I'll try yeah. to hit it at, at that time. Like oh the but, golden um, hour. Let me go at golden hour to try yeah. it out. Yeah, but I'll 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 target like two species for the year, like two new species, you know. So it's I can uh I can just focus all my time and energy in one spot, one specific sure. area. Well, one specific tactic, whether it's hiking or or road cruising. Um, and then you know I, I 
I'll, I'll pick two or three, so that way when I get fucking fed up and tired of getting skunked in this one spot, I can go to somewhere else, you know? <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> just, man. Just do that, and I'll hit it at, at all times. I'll spend a, a whole day out there. I'll spend eight hours hiking, you know, yeah. so I can get morning temperatures. I can get midday temps. Fucking sometimes I'll throw a hammock in the backpack so I can just take a nap out there um, yeah. mid, like in the heat of the day. And just hike my way back to the truck. There's there's been times where I'm I'm down by the border and like I'll hike a couple miles into Mexico. That's <laughs> <crazy. There> you <laughs> go. And fucking make my way back, you know. Yeah, you know, and I think there there's a lot to be said for that, you know, especially when you're looking at if you're looking for a species that you know not a lot of people have found, there's not a whole lot known about it. You mm-hmm. can't just wait for the norm of you know, the golden times, you know, like golden hour of, uh, yeah. you know, 30 minutes for 30 minutes after, you know, you can't yep. wait for the rain, you know, cause if there's not a lot known about that species, then you can't just bank on those. Cause that specific species or, you know, locality, whatever may not prefer that, yeah. you know, they yep. might, they might like the heat of the day. And so you got to go out there and try, you know, that's, that's why we promote just get out there and, and, and try, you know, because you never know what you're going to find. Because even in those times, you will find the stuff of like, oh, like I didn't expect to find this right now. You know, like the picture I posted on Flipping Tin the other day of that massive mud snake I found. There was no reason I should have found that at that time. This thing was granted. I was kind of near a a swamp land area. But I was a hundred yards from the swamp. It was the middle of the day. It didn't just rain, but this thing just so happened to be there. You know what I mean? Like there, there wasn't any reason it should have been on paper. You know, as far as what you know. But if you don't get out there and try, there's no chance. So you know, whenever you have time, just go because you never know what you're gonna find. These things, you know, we have, we know the best times of year, best times of day to go. But that doesn't mean they're going to abide by that every time. No, you know, no, like sure. these things are wild animals. You never know when they're going to be there. They're going to be moving. And uh, Scott said there are always stupid ones. <laughs> like that's it's true. You know, like it's, it's how it goes. You know, you never know. So if you have time, even if it's not perfect time of year, perfect time of day, just go. You know, there's been days we thought we weren't going to find nothing road cruising, but we went because we had time and we found 30 snakes, you know, just because, you know, I, I couldn't tell you why, but we did. So, Bro. So when I found one of the, the rare snakes in Arizona, a Chihuahuan hooknose snake, oh God, geez. it was after a day, just a long ass day of getting skunked in like two different mountain ranges that are an hour apart from each other. And we just happened to stop in this one little area and just were flipping rocks, chasing frogs, you know, because it's next to an area. There's a bunch of leopard frogs. And uh, so we're just like, fuck you. We haven't found anything. Let's go. Let's go get something, you know. Right. Let's go check out this little spot and flipping rocks, dude. We found one. Me and my me and my homie Alex. Fucking. And it's like you never flip them. You always road cruise them like while it's raining which is like super specific you know yeah right they're super hard to find a lot of people find them and we just we're out there all day and we're like let's just check this one last spot and and just kind of chill and you know we flipped one (laughs) caught it on a rare yeah it was like like, it was like three o'clock in the afternoon like 
90 <laughs> degrees out, you know, and this is the some super crazy fossorial snake that only comes out when it's super humid and blah, blah, blah. And like, you can't, you, sometimes you just can't follow like what everyone says, you know, you just got to get out there and sometimes you got to get lucky. Right. That's right, man. You know, cause that's again, man, you know, they're 30% skills, 70% luck or 40% skills, 60% luck, you know, like that just goes into it, man. You know, a lot of it's just, it's just luck. And again, if you don't, if you don't try, you never will. Yeah. You know, even if it's bad time, man, if you, if you got time, just go do it. You know, yeah. it doesn't, doesn't matter when it is time of year, time of day, just go try. Cause you won't do it if you don't, you know, um, I I'm fine. You know, it, again, you know, the whole, I'm a big fisherman. Everybody knows. And it, it's the same thing. You know, a, a, a bad day fishing is better than a good day at work. Same thing. Bad day. Herpin is better than a good day at work. So just get out there and do it. You know, it's, it's, it's awesome. So, but Brandon moving on. Says, go ahead. Real quick. Brandon says Hawkeyes with Xanthic hog. Yeah. Tell us about that. Tell all the stories. You got to keep something to the secret. <laughs> 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 no. So, you know, we can find Mexican hognose pretty close to us. And uh, that was, I, I had found one before, but Brandon really wanted to find one. And so we spent, they can be pretty tricky to find. So we spent like, this is a, a, another time, you know, we spent what we thought was like the prime time to go look for them. We spent like four or five hours road cruising, like different areas. We were calling each other and like, so I, I finally called him. I was like, dude, it's getting hot. Like, let's go up into the mountains, see if we can find anything there. Like, where are you at? And so on my way to meet up with him, while I'm on the phone with him, trying to find where he's at, I'm like, oh shit, hog. I just see it out of the corner of my eye. And I'm like... I'm just like, all right, hold on, I'll get out. I get out, run to it, and I'm like, oh, fuck, bro. I think this thing's in Azanthic. I was like, no, like, oh, no, it's it's just in Shed. And I was like, no, it's in, it's in Azanthic. Like, and I just started fucking freaking out. And he was like, <laughs> you know, end of the day, we're meeting up to go to somewhere, some new spot, and and there, there's our target. And that's it's an extra wild. special one. And it was yeah. an Azanthic. <laughs> yeah. like, that's crazy, that's man. fucking wild. You know, this wow. spot's like, it's known to, like, produce some Azanthics from time to time, but they're not super common still. Yes. Yeah. Finding re- any, any sort of wild morph is fucking awesome. I remember right. when you, you told us about that and you sent me the pictures and shit, dude, I was losing my fucking mind about that snake. Dude. Like that is, that is so cool. You know, um, I, I still like, I dream of the day that I find a wild morph of some kind. Like that's, that must be the most insane thing ever, dude. It's yeah, got... it, was, it was it was like a pretty surreal experience, you know. Absolutely, yeah. <clears throat> I was talking to talking to some old heads that have been herping that area forever, and they're like, "Yeah, I mean, back in the day, it was like one in every a hundred, but that's also when you would find five hognose in a day. When exactly. I find like a couple a season now, you know, right? That's freaking right. wild. That's crazy, man. And Scott said the only albino I ever found was in my backyard. Sometimes that's oh. how it goes, man. Like it's it's literally again luck of the draw, dude. You know, it's that's so wild. You know, that's that's how it goes, man. You know, again, you get you you don't get out there, you won't know. You know, that's that's how it goes. Yeah, it's like it's just like gambling, you know. 
It's exactly what it is. You know, you're going to, you might, you're going to, you know, cause the other day I was struggling. Like when I went out and got kicked out of WMA, I was like, you know, I gotta, I gotta feed baby snakes and I'm going on a trip this weekend. Do I really want to use the gas to drive out there, you know, 40 minutes and then drive back. And, um, I was like, again, it, it hit me of like what we preach on this podcast. I was like, if I don't go, it's I'm definitely not going to find anything. So fuck it. I'm going to go. You know, I'm going to use the gas, get out there and try something. And, you know, I didn't find anything, but I found a really cool area. I got kicked out of it, but I found a really cool area. So it worked out, you know, and you got you got to waste the gas. You got to spend the money, you know, but it, it's all it's all worth it. And then once you find that that species you've always been looking for, you know. Oh, yeah. Hell, even if you find anything, it's not necessarily about the lifer. It's not about, you know, a new species. It's just about getting out there and, and seeing something, you know. Dude, it's, it's always... about getting out there with, with, like, the people you love, too. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Getting out there with some homies and just making yeah, funny-ass memories. Even if you don't find nothing, you're stuck in the car for however long the time period was you're together, and you're either talking shit, listening to good music, or, you know. <laughs> And see, that's crazy shit. The the snakes you find, if you go out there again, I do a lot of herping by myself because Justin's a bitch. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But so I do a lot of herping by myself. But if you go with friends, man, the stuff you find is just icing on the cake. You know what I mean? Like, how many times the memories is are so worth it? You know, when you're with your homies and you find a snake, it's always a fucking celebration like, dude right you're, you're doing dances everyone's grab ass and freaking jumping around screaming like it's never not a good time he hasn't been in the chat at all that he pops up <laughs> out of nowhere like a ghost he was freaking filming corn stars and somehow heard that shit and popped in <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but that that's what it's about man like you remember when we found when i when i happened to find that king snake whenever we were out oh, there all together dude bro. everybody lost their fucking that minds, was a you know? fucking party like, bro that was insane man like when, insane. when me and preston and aiden got that coach whip Dude, I still have the video. We're literally all dancing, but when my video starts, it's literally Aiden's face when he's like mid scream and jump. So it's like my video starts when he's like, dude, it's the funniest shit ever. But it's like, bro, you would not, if I wouldn't have pulled my phone out, no one would know how fucking hype we were. Like that energy, dude, when you're together with your homies and you can bring a, a task to hand. There is no fucking feeling like it, dude. I mean, it's so sick. Because I get hyped. Like you said, we go herping by ourselves a lot. And there's times, dude, that time, the last coach whip I caught by myself, it was a little embarrassing after because I like had that full-on fucking moment with Mother Nature and myself. And I was all fucking stoked. And I'm talking out loud because I'm thinking I'm out in the woods by myself. And I fucking let this thing go. And I like go to get back on the trail and here comes this dad and mom and their kids. And I'm just like, oh, so you guys didn't hear all that? You, you guys, did you hear that? You heard yeah. all that? Okay, yeah. well, I'm going to walk that way. All right, there's, there's uh, a snake over there. See you <laughs> all later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's awesome, man. You know, if you can go out with people you love, it's it's it makes it all that much better. You know, like the memories you make doing it. 
are amazing. And then, you know, finding stuff on top is just icing on the cake. You know, it's, it's, it's a great time, you know, just the, the yeah. friends and, and relationships you make, you know, like I said, I think in 2023, I herped with Skylar more than anybody. And he lives five hours away from me. <laughs> like it's, which is wild, you know, but we made it happen and it was a great time, you know, always, every time, you know, I don't, like I said, you know, knock on wood, I don't think we ever got skunked. You know, no, we I always found right here, So I'm knocking on it because yeah, we had every yeah. time. so far, anytime anybody's come down to see me, they haven't got skunked, which has been a fucking blessing because I'm yeah. kind of far from anybody that comes to see me. So I usually, it's hard for me to like try to put in the day's worth of work leading up to them coming up because i'm usually right. working my ass off before whoever comes down so we can put in all that time so it's like i'm really banking on whatever area we're going to go hit the produce or whatever roads we're going to go cruise and thank god they always do so yeah. it's like it's fucking awesome we always have a good time but even if we didn't we're still laughing joking yeah. and we're you still know, having a grand old time having a yeah. grand time the whole time so but um when Dustin gets back, I wanted to, while we're kind of like at this section of the talk, I, there's a couple good, uh, all right, while you're here, while we're, while we're talking about this dude, and we're kind of talking about stories, friends, and people we love and what the whole purpose behind what drives us to go herping, give us, give us two stories. One of these three, your favorite, your scariest, or your craziest, give us your, give us two of those of your herping stories if it i don't care if it goes back to when you're five years old or yesterday or whatever we want to hear we want to hear some new stories because this is what drives us to keep doing this stuff so yeah so the scariest story is probably the that spec one with brandon just that coming up was, and about almost yeah, biting him after he, he almost got fucking nailed <laughs> fucking yeah. david blained up off the ground <laughs> oh yeah dude hey just give me give me one second you're good. You're good. Oh, you're good. So Scott mentioned in the chat, he sent me a picture. Let me look at the species. Uh, it has to be Darwin if he found an albino, right? Uh, no, it's not. It's definitely not a. Oh, not it's a not carpet. a carpet python. No, not at all. Oh, um, okay, okay. I actually, Scott. Okay, I'm not even gonna try and pronounce that. Um, if somebody, uh, no, okay, I will. Anna Anna Malapus Verexi. You gotta say it with an accent. Verexi. So he's gonna I don't know if anybody in the chat you can see this. That would be the normal. Okay, that's that's a normal species. And then this is the albino. I don't know how to put it on the actual thing. So but... it's a farsorial snake, eh? I don't even it almost to me it looks like a he said close enough for my pronunciation. <laughs> for me, this looks more like a skink. I believe it's a three-toed skink. Oh, yeah, okay. Skink, yeah, he okay. says skink. Yeah. It's a nice. four-toed or three-toed skink. And um he found an albino in his backyard, which is <laughs> that's fucking sick. That is epic. Um I wish I knew how to, I'm not good at all this stuff, so I don't know how to put it on the actual screen. So, uh, yeah, but that is absolutely fucking sick. Um, but, uh, Dustin continue with, uh, Sky's question. All right. So, um, 
probably one of my favorite herping experiences is, is so I've been lucky lucky enough to join the NPR guys on some of the herp, trip, herp trips. And uh, this last Utah trip we took was was pretty great. Um, I don't know, just everything about it from, like, I found, so our first day there, I found a mating pair of pyros in the middle I of the trail. I knew you were going to say that. Oh, man. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. That was so freaking epic, dude. So, like, that's that's just how we started off the trip, you know. That's first day, just landed. Um, first stop, you know, of the trip, fucking mating pair of pyros. So we're like, hell yeah, this is going to be a good, a good trip. But then, uh, so that weekend we had spent looking for con color, the midget faded rattlesnake. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think we hiked like over 50 miles in two days. Sheesh. But I didn't see a single snake. God. <laughs> Put in the work. Yeah. Lots of cool lizards. Lots of cool memories. Like still like one of my favorite parts of the trip. Cause like we're just in crazy ass habitat. That looks like a whole nother world. Oh, I'm you know, sure. fucking living life, hanging out with the homies. But then we we round out that trip in a different area. And like it just I think we found all of our targets. But like uh, um, the 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 gopher snake that we were looking for. The fucking Great Plains gopher snake. I think that was the only thing we didn't see. Damn, nice. Like I even we even found a, a liar snake that I just kind of randomly hiked up. Damn. Oh, I, I remember that. Dude. That thing was beautiful yeah, yeah. too. That thing which was freaking wicked. Which I guess it, they're super rare for Utah, you know. And it was an area where like some some local guys were like, "Yeah, we've seen them here before," you know. But and that's another thing, man. If you can find local people in areas mm-hmm. like that, I'm more than happy to tell you like where these things are because they don't care like you do. <laughs> like that's yeah. that's even better. Absolutely. So it was the so that was the coolest. It was the scariest that time you thought Brandon Brandon about got. Oh yeah, mad. yeah. That was definitely <laughs> like one of the more more scary experiences we've had. Nice. Um. So you you mean, haven't you haven't found like random like children ghost looking things out in the yeah okay so there's like we got a really good spot for some montane rattlesnakes and it's next to this the people that know this spot know this spot so it's next to like this like abandoned house that's so it's oh, it's on an area where there's like an old fucking settlement town or whatever. And then there's like an abandoned house. That's pretty modern from like the seventies or something like that. And, uh, you can go on like where like the old, like 1800, 1800s buildings are, but you can't, you're not supposed to go up to like where the house is at. But we went there at like two (laughs) o'clock in the morning. (laughs) And we had a friend from California, like, Hey, you want to go see some spooky ass shit? We weren't finding anything, dude. And, uh, and this house is in the middle of fucking nowhere. And so we're walking around at like two o'clock in the morning, shining our lights in there. There's like dolls and shit Fuck stacked up God, and like dude. all kinds of like weird ass shit. There's like a Bible in the fucking in the kitchen and like it, it's scary. So I'm showing my friend the dolls and my friend Alex fucking is looking at all the different rooms, dude. And he just is like, we just hear this huge slam and he comes fucking hauling ass back in the living room where we're at. We're like, what the fuck's going on? He's like, there's fucking someone in here. And he's like, hello. And just through the hallway, we're here. We're not supposed to be in this fucking house. Blah, blah, blah. Oh. And so we book it, dude. 
the oh. door is like we have to pass this dude to go out the door oh. and so like all the windows are broken out so we just fucking jump through the window oh. haul ass back to the truck and fucking fly out of there <laughs> and dude and so like so this dude like kind of barricaded himself into this room there's like the doors are off their hinges so he had one door leaned against like the doorway and another door on top of that and my friend just kind of pushed it to go in there and that shit landed on him oh. and he fucking jumped up and there's just some random like homeless dude out there in this in the middle of the fucking woods in this house dude fucking sleeping in there squatting oh in there boy God. <laughs> that fucking... dude that's fucking insane that's what? wild yeah it was uh it was pretty scary yeah dude nah, that's like nah that's... dude i don't, I don't fuck with that yeah my <laughs> scariest herb story involves a meth head too so i can correlate with that fear but like, I really wanted to like ask him, like, what the fuck are you doing here? Is yeah, you're t- you're but telling us we're not supposed to be here. Okay. I also I also wasn't trying to like hang out and talk to him. No, <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> you always run. You do not become the white girl in that movie. You no. get the fuck out of there, dude. <laughs> get the fuck out of there. No, nah, dude. I don't know. No. no. That's, oh man! Oh god! Yeah, no, my, Dustin. My, my Dustin scariest says, my... sounds like his day job in Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, I can I can attest to that, dude. Dustin. Oh god! No, my uh, my scariest herp trip involves getting nailed by a Western Diamondback. But that's <laughs> another story for another time. <laughs> Different kind of meth head yeah. Honestly, I'd probably rather do that again than to run into a fucking meth head in the middle of the No, I'm a pass on that one, bro. I came out unscathed. I'm good. And <laughs> <laughs> no medical bills. Yeah, what was your medical <laughs> bills after <laughs> that, Justin? Probably a lot. Zero. Yeah. yeah. Damn, dude. That's... <laughs> That's nuts, dude. So there's a uh, at one of the WMAs I go to. There's a there's a house out there. It was you know I don't I don't know what it previously was, but there's this old rundown house, and it's now it's now like you're not supposed to like fuck with it at all. It's used for bat conservation. Like bats have taken over this like old rundown house. And I always go over there uh, to see, you know, because there used to be a board I could flip back there. Never found anything, but I always went and flipped it. And now, see, Justin said, "Oh, dude, fuck that house! <laughs> like, <laughs> it's creepy, dude. I'm not gonna lie, but it's used for it's used for bats now. There's always a board I went and get, went and flipped, and it's a the board has degraded now. I, I went and flipped it." Tried to flip it the other day. I went and picked up a piece, and it just broke. So I was like, "Well, that sucks." Um, but this place is creepy as hell, man. Yeah, he said some Blair Witch shit. Absolutely is. I've never gone inside of it because it's on a WMA, and when it comes to land like that, I really I I, I try to abide by the rules because it's you know it's 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 WMA property. I don't I don't fuck with any of that, you know. Um, I, I, you know, I, I want to be able to keep going to these places, you know, so I've never gone inside of it, obviously, but I always like looking, you know, and there's been a few times cause I personally, I found, I've, I found rat snakes by the house before. So I really think rat snakes are going in there and trying to tear up some bats. Freaking murking those things. So, yeah. So I always like look around it, but dude, you look in there 
There's like old nasty mattresses inside of it. You know, you look up at the ceiling, there's bats hanging down everywhere. Like it's crazy, dude. You know? Um, but yeah, it, it's freaky, but I haven't had the cods to actually try and go inside of it. And plus you can't go to those places at night because the, the gates closed, but you know, you gotta, you gotta be careful to like going on private property and shit like that too. Oh yeah. Private yeah. property. We do. Yeah. Not, and for the record, we do not condone the act of going on private property. Just no. so, just yeah, so everybody not. knows. Just Yes. I've been chased off of a couple um, tree farms in South Florida before at night, and that shit is no fucking no, joke, dude. dude. Like, and, and yeah, the, so you'll get shot. House, you'll get shot. No, yeah, you want to talk about literally pooping yourself while you're running as fast <laughs> as you can, trying to clear a barbed wire fence? That shit is real deal. Trying to clear barbed wire. <laughs> fucking. Oh shit! Yeah, so that that house that I was talking about is on private property, and it's I do gotta say like it's kind of sad. So, like you know, we found the spot like a couple years ago, and everything was kind of like in order, and you can just see like because it's in a pretty recreational area, like a lot of like dirt bikers or like side by side people will, like go by it, you know. Yeah. And uh, you can see like some people just fuck it up, and uh, and like that just makes the owners want to like close all of that area down and so you can't like we can't hurt that spot anymore so if you are going to do that just be respectful of the people's of the people's property and you know don't fuck with their shit don't steal their shit and yeah. you'll probably have a much better time if you do meet them absolutely yeah. yeah you know like some people you know it's always better like you know obviously if you're in the middle of fucking Arizona like yeah whatever you know, but yeah, a lot of people, if you tell them you're just looking for snakes, they probably will let you on their property. If you can contact somebody like properly and actually have a conversation with them, like they may let you on their property, you know, legally, but we never, never condone trespassing. That's, it's never a good thing. You know, I pretty much hit up all, all WMAs, public areas, and then private land. I do have, you know, access to is you know i've been told by the owner i can go there um so it's it's definitely something to keep in mind you know uh, a lot of herpers joke about trespassing and some of them do it you know but avoid that at all costs because that's a good way especially in the southeast to get fucking shot so yeah just uh, yeah here here in arizona too yeah i'm sure it's so different out there you know that's Nah, no, nobody. You don't don't get killed trying to find a lifer. That it's not worth it, you know. Because uh, yeah, you, you know the whole mentality of shoot first, ask questions later is uh very real in a lot of areas. So uh, keep that in mind, you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So moving on from that, that was a great, that was a great uh great stories. Love it, love it, Dustin. Um, but moving on from that, you know, Dustin, you're in, um, you're, you're in, you said South, you're in South Arizona, right? Yeah. Yeah. South. I mean, I'm in Tucson, Arizona, so Tucson. South, okay, so somebody who is either already in your area or looking to herp that area, what advice do you give them for, you know, South Arizona herping? You know, what, what, um, what would be a piece of advice? Yeah. Bring water. Yeah, <laughs> number one tip: it gets it gets hot out here. People people die out here. So bring, bring bring more water than you think you're gonna need. Um, 
even for like a day like a day hike you know yeah for protect sure. yourself from the sun it's pretty fucking gnarly yeah i can imagine <laughs> it's that's nuts dude you know and then for finding animals like early mornings and sunset perfect time you yeah. can you can find stuff pretty much all day long but yeah you have an easier time at it early yeah and then sunset. yeah i got you good stuff man what else what else we got all right so let's um uh, okay so before we get into kind of the meat and potatoes of what we want to do for this podcast um what advice would you give to somebody that has never really gone herping but wants to start you know where what do you what would you tell somebody that's never been in the field but they want to try doing it you know, what, what would be your main piece of advice yeah we kind of hit on this topic earlier is just just get out yeah. there yeah just to get out and just start and do doing it. it you know just for sure it. there's some for like sure. i mean there's even books on like how to start steel herping sure yeah yep so definitely i guess <laughs> we are we covered so much i was like oh i'm just going <laughs> down my list i guess I we a, did already kind of cover that <laughs> i got a couple good wrap-up questions since we're getting towards the end but i got a couple good ones still written down if you want me to hit on one yeah i mean the main one was you know about you know how has field herping you know helped your captive collection and you know how has it changed your how you do things in your captive collection you know because that's that's a big part of what we want to promote here of you know field herping can change your how you keep so how is it how has it changed your keeping style dude that's so hard that's, that's such a hard question but i know it has i know it has yeah yeah i mean i think i've come to realize that you can't replicate nature no, absolutely. Not. <laughs> you know, that's like yeah. my probably my biggest takeaway is that like I'll never be able to give these animals what they would experience in the wild. Like it's just it's on like the honest truth, you know. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's it's make made me realize that like I don't need such a big reptile collection, and that I can get a lot of fulfillment and enjoyment from just just herping, you know, finding these things in the wild. That's it's kind of made me like rethink like it's also made me rethink like why why I want to keep these animals you know right like am right. I trying to do this just like it, it it's pretty easy to get burnt out in the reptile room and sometimes herping can be uh, that like that reignition you know it can be that spark to, to make starter. you realize why you why I, why I love these animals and why I keep reptiles at my house right. Yeah, that's definitely a good thing, man. You know, like I always get like I feel like my I don't know if it's the same for y'all, but my slump my slump times are when I can't go herping. Like when I, I start feeling burnout when I can't get out in the field and it's just collection stuff and I'm I'm busy in the room. Like don't get me wrong, like herping season I'm busier because you know, springtime is herping time, but it's also breeding time if you keep colubrids, you know, and there's a lot more going on like you said, Dustin, there's, there's something about being able to get out in the field. It just ignites you, you know, makes you want to do more and do better, you know, as a, as a captive keeper as well, you know, so th there's definitely something to be said for that. Would you say that 
you would you there's a certain object like an actual object whether it be decor or um, uh, actual substrate item or something that you found out while herping or found out in your area that you have now it's become a staple in your collection that you use because for me um when i'm doing my bigger builds and stuff it's sometimes impractical for me to be sometimes even a thousand dollars deep into a build and then be like, Oh dang, now I got to go buy a couple hundred dollars worth of substrate. So a lot of times I'll go find either a friend or an area that's a private, you know, untouched land and go dig for substrate and find wood and leaf litter and sanitize it and clean it myself. And that's just something I bring back for nature and it's providing, you know, an actual natural touch for the animals and you can always tell because when you put it in there, they just go absolutely nuts and you'll see behaviors that you wouldn't normally see and it puts a spark back into them. So like, is there anything that you brought back and you use and once you saw it, you know, put a spark into an animal's eye, you're like, oh my God, I'm going to try this with more stuff. Yeah. I mean, as I like, as I kind of look around my room, I can see pretty much everything has like rock stacks, you know, and I think I'm just trying to create like those gradients. Because, yeah. I mean, because I can't give them what, what, what they're going to experience in the wild, I want to let them, like, kind of choose what they want, you know? Yeah. The temperature gradients, a lot of the stuff here has UV, so UV gradients and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it, it's kind of a hard question. It is, I, you know. I <laughs> ask because I, I see a lot of your builds and you seem like you use a lot of your resources that you could find around you naturally. So Yeah, and I can definitely take a lot of inspiration from stuff. Like like I said, I take a lot of pictures of like rocks, you know? Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to just make that when I get home. Yeah, because a lot of your rock stacks look like a rock stack you would see while you're out herping. So it's like Oh yeah, clearly, and like I don't like I don't buy wood or rocks, yeah, you know. Yeah. I just clearly go out and collect that shit. Clearly, you see something you like, and you're like, "Oh, yeah, I know this lizard or this snake mm -hmm. could use." And this dude, it's great. Like this, manzanita wood grows wild here, and there's a lot of areas where you can collect it legally. Oh yeah. And I just like I'll fill up the back of the truck, bring it home, and I've got wood for a, a couple months. You know. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, man. I might have to just come drive out to see you, so I can load my <laughs> truck up and drive back. <laughs> And that, and that's, you know, that also goes to be said about, you know, I'm not saying you should, you know, I'm not saying it's wrong to not, but like, you know, keeping stuff that's local to you gives you a whole new perspective on things. And, you know, as far as down to like the substrate, you know, like me being a rat snake guy, you know, I love my yellow rats. Guess what? Yellow rats are local to me. So like, I see the habitat that they're in. I see the environment that they thrive in and, you know, the type of habitat that, that they really, you know, that I find a lot of them in. So like I can, literally, you, it's easier for you to rep and not replicate. Like Dustin said, it's hard. You can't replicate nature, but, but it's easier to get that inspiration. Exactly. You get inspiration for different enclosures, things you want to do in your enclosure builds to, because you see them in your local areas, you know, how, how they act better. You know, the more and more time you spend in the field, the more you're going to know about these animals and know how they act. And then you can try and replicate those natural behaviors in your enclosures at home. You, you know? know, what would be a cool challenge for you, Jake specifically, even if it wasn't like a, a couple week challenge, even if it was like a couple month challenge, since you're a locality guy, 
mm-hmm. and you a lot of your stuff is local to you you should legit catch your own locality or whatever you're the next locality you catch and wherever you're at collect all of your items for its enclosure in the exact place that you caught it and set its enclosure up so not only do you have a locality snake you have a locality enclosure for your snake with That's all a- the items from the location That'd actually be kind of cool, you know, because like we don't want to promote a bunch of collecting here, but like as locality people, we do collect occasionally when it's legal and, you know, certain species that it's okay to, you know, collect, you know, stuff like that. But like, yeah, that's actually really cool. So like with I did collect, you know, a a rat snake from your neck of the woods, but I also collected a ton of pine cones from that area. So now yeah. I have a whole backpack full of longleaf pine cones <laughs> in my closet still. Well, that's and, like uh, Dustin or um, Preston, dude. He literally got uh, the water snake and collected yeah. all the duckweed, all the you know driftwood and everything, and then set up that sick little river terrarium for that thing. Yeah. It looked just like where the snake came from. So. Yeah. that's a good idea you know if you find a snake that if you decide to keep it grab some stuff from where it was right where you're at you know what it's using because you just caught it on those exact items so you know what it likes it's right there for you yeah i like that for sure um so moving on from that um scott asked a question it kind of goes into one of the questions I was going to ask, um, you know, what Scott asked, what is the toughest species you have chased and found? And what is your Holy grail? And our question was going to be, do you have a life or species you're targeting this year? And then like new areas you want to go. So like, what's your Holy grail in general, and then targets for say this year and then new areas that you might want to check out. All right. So last year I spent, a good majority of the year looking for vine snakes and uh oh, dude, i had it was end of the day again you know like usual and uh just out of nowhere like so i'm looking up in the trees you know looking for vine snakes and uh, out of nowhere dude out of a bush that's like ankle high this snake just shoots out and i fucking grab it by the end of the tail but i also grab a bunch of grass so it slips out and uh go straight down a hole uh. and i'm like i'm like 90 sure it was a vine snake yeah after i spent weeks you know and my my work schedule kind of worked out where i could spend like a couple of eight hour days out there a week yeah and i was doing that for like a solid two months oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. just just grinding you know and uh, yeah, so that's gonna be another another big target this year, I think. Vine snakes. Mm-hmm. I hope nice. you get those, man. We got to go check those out. If I come down, man, I want to get one. Dude, of those. the habitat's tight, you know. It's... Yeah, it's like right out in the freaking desert bushlands and shit, right? Yep. Right next to the border. Yep. Hell yeah, that's awesome, man. So, uh, is there what? I guess does that include like the toughest species you've chased? and technically um, found it was quick so far yeah i don't i don't really count it because you know i didn't get 100 percent id grab it. on yeah. what it was for sure but yeah that's definitely been my toughest species so far and what's your what's your holy grail um white I mean, whale if you would 
right now, even if my... you found it, even if you found it, you know, green rats for my white whale for a while. That, that took like two years of really intense looking to find yeah. those. Um, I'm so jealous of that, dude. Yeah, green rats. Holy are shit, that's oh, dude, they're great. Oh. You know, I got those a couple of cap, cap, I got a captive bread pair in my collection, and like those, those definitely some of my like top three favorite snakes. Dude, I would really invest in some if I thought they would do well here, mm-hmm. but I feel like they won't. Although I got a buddy who keeps them in Florida and he's doing all right, you know, with them. But I just I worry about the humidity out here, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. But God, dude, those things are so sick. They're so awesome. Um, this year I don't know my adventure to like in, into New Mexico. And see what I can okay. find around there. I'd like to get get down there a little bit. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I really want to do Texas. I really want to do South Texas and West Texas. Hell yeah. That's not, I mean, yeah, West Texas is like a nine hour drive for me. So I just need to go do it. Dude, you gotta hit up hit up Chris Painchab, man. He 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 likes going to West. Yeah, West no, Texas. so it's like the the middle between me and him like there we, you we go i mean come on man yeah. yeah i know he says it's like an eight hour ride for him but that's going to work in texas so you may as well <laughs> you, know, yeah. you gotta you gotta link up with him man yeah that's a big one for me too i would love to out i i've got so many like far away areas i want to hit you know your area i want to hurt arizona so fucking bad dude it, it's it's driving me nuts but I want to hit Arizona and West Texas so bad, dude. That that would be amazing. Dude, Arizona's the best. It is, man. I'm not gonna I'm a southeastern guy. I love our southeastern species, you know, but I'm a big I'm a big fan of rattlesnakes, and there's a whole lot of rattlesnakes I cannot see here. So I gotta get out to you oh, your yeah. area and, and see some of those, man. I've been reading um yeah, Phil sent me a, a it's called uh, Rattlesnakes of North America. He sent me it for one of our uh, Christmas exchanges, you know, several years ago. And I actually just started reading it and it, it hit on. I've already read through all the, you know, the, the, um, you know, all the montane stuff y'all have, you know, the rock rattlesnakes, you know, twin spots and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, God, like, I gotta, I gotta get out there, dude. I gotta, I gotta see them. Definitely, that's awesome. Have you found all of those rattlesnakes, the twin spots? The, oh yeah, 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 definitely. I found, all, I found all of them in like a weekend before. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I see people on YouTube do like a seventy-two hour challenge where they try to find like all the rattlesnakes and shit out in Arizona and stuff. Man, mm. we definitely got to do it. That's crazy. I've got the only southwestern rattlesnake i have really are western diamondbacks and uh, those found me too but uh <laughs> um you know it was funny actually you know i found the weekend the weekend i got bit it was it was nuts we found a big one you know massive this thing was like you know it, it was a big snake dude and it was it was crazy seeing the difference between those and the cane breaks I'd mess with around here because cane breaks, you know, I'd take them off the W or not the WMA, the plantation I worked at. Cause it was either I take them or they kill them, you know, low key. I released them like right by the plantation. So like they could still survive, you know, type of thing. Yeah. Um, but I would bag them up to make it look nice. And uh, they were always like 
nine out of 10 of them were really, really calm. I could lower them into a bag, you know, basically no hook, drop them in. Didn't, didn't make a sound. And then I went out to Texas when I was living there, found a Western Diamondback, and I got 10 feet from this thing, and it's standing up and just singing, dude, just pissed, you know? And so I found a lot of those, and I found some. I found a group of babies, which was wild. I got into an area. It was like this little, just this little open patch spot, and I found a, a baby Western and I was like, oh, shit, like, you know, that's really cool. I was kind of messed with it. And I look over, there's another one. I was like, oh, I look over, there's another one over there, another one over here, another one there. And they're all just like little landmines. Yeah, you're just, just cur- like, oh, curled up in a perfect circle. <laughs> like, Don't yeah. move. Yeah. So those are the only like Western species I've ever found. You know, I was hoping to find some other stuff while I was out there in Texas, but I definitely, definitely want to get get out to your area, Dustin, and uh, find some of those those amazing little montane stuff. So, dude, I mean, it's a blast, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds like me and Sky got to plan a trip now. Uh, it's some of the, it, it's some of the coolest habitat you see, like just driving from the desert up the mountain and just like uh-huh. pass through like five different ecosystems on your way up. Uh, yeah. I want to do that and just stop and hike all the different ones, even if we're not finding stuff, just to be in it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Definitely got to work that out sometime soon, man. So, do you, while you're talking about that really quick, is there any dream locations for herping outside of the United States that you want to try to make happen in the next five years? Well, my number one spot is like Mexico, which okay. um, can be a little sketchy, but. <laughs> I'm fucking down, you know, down the cloud. <laughs> I'm down, you know. We're down with ICP, bro. You can't, yeah. you can't find out if you don't fuck around, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I mean, that's my number one spot. I mean, Australia would be cool. I, but I want to go to Australia for geckos. Oh yeah, you absolutely. Know, like the pythons would be cool, but I want to see some nephris and chauffeurs in the wild. Hell yeah! Because yeah. you keep you keep knobtails, don't you? Keep yeah, both. a couple species here. Nice. Yeah, and a couple species of chauffeurs. Yeah. Nice. That's it. You know, lizards lizards really do like have my heart. So four legged freaks for life, bro. Oh uh, yeah. Fucking weirdos. Snakes are cool, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> nah. oh, there you go. There you go, Dustin. Scott says standing invite Dustin, I will hook you up. Hell yeah. So when it comes to that, Scott, it sounds like all three of us. I was to about to say, Scott. So, if you're inviting him, I'm going to be in his backpack. So. Yeah, I think I can squeeze in there too. So uh, we can Scott. go in there like a little freaking uh, uh, infinite or what is it called? The yin and yang symbol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be awesome, man. You know, a flipping tin, flipping turn tin trip to Australia. Scott said, mm-hmm. "All you guys for sure. Let's go, baby." Dude, I wouldn't even. Yeah, come that'd be home. tight. I want to do um, I want to do some Europe stuff, like some European stuff too. And see, we got a guy for that too, Nipper. He's yeah, a guy. Yeah, I want to go, go see Nipper and, and dude. I want to see. I want to see Adders so bad. Yeah, he's he's definitely hit me up. You know, back, you know, a couple years ago, he's like, dude, the only expensive part is getting here. He's like traveling around. He's like, it's cheap. It's like it's cheap to travel around and see a bunch of cool areas, you know, to fly and all that. So, you know, that Europe is definitely. I think Europe is one of the most underrated herping 
areas, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely, you know, because Nipper, I actually was just listening to Venom Exchange Radio today, and uh, Nipper went over all the European venomous species, and I was like, oh, dude. Uh, I want to see a lot of that shit. I want to see all of it, you know? Yeah. It's cool. And I think Nipper, Nipper's definitely, I guess I want to get on here soon to talk about, you know, out of, you know, and Scott too. Scott and Nipper are probably my two, like, out of country herpers that I want to get on, like, ASAP to talk about herping those areas, you know? Scott, obviously, you know, being an amazing herper out in Australia, and the Nipper being one of the very few people that have found every species of snake in Europe, you know, like that's insane, you know. Um, so, sounds like an Australia trip is in the and gonna be in the in the future, boys. We gotta make it happen. Yeah, it might just be a one way ticket for my ass. <laughs> <laughs> He said, I'm not coming back. I ain't coming back. <laughs> I won't even pack my clothes. Just one change of clothes, a ticket. That's <laughs> it. That's all I need. And my flipping tin cap. That's right, man. You know, that's, a, that's a, you got, yeah. you got to have a flipping tin cap. But, um, awesome, man. So, um, Dustin, any any closing remarks for you know everybody listening? We tried to hit any questions anybody had, but you have any any closing remarks for you know all of our listeners on here as far as yeah, herping, I mean, keeping any of it. I guess it's kind of the whole theme of this episode, but just get out there and, and go hurt. Yeah, man. That's... You know you're not gonna find shit sitting at home. Oh nope. you're not gonna find shit sitting sitting in your room sitting in a hotel not none of that you gotta get out there and try man i even like i try to hurt like situationally you know i'll be on vacation and be like i'm, I'm gonna go i'm gonna go hike real quick i'll be back that, that's I'll be back in 45 minutes that's my plan so i've got my we're doing a family like my you know my parents my sisters my brother we're all going on a vacation to tennessee this year and we're going to be up in the mountains and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to dip off for a while. <laughs> yeah. At least a couple yeah. times while I'm out there, you know, it's like, Oh, I'm just going to go walk around and explore. Meanwhile, I've got my snake hook and I'm flipping stuff. Dude, the worst oh, comes yeah. the worst. You find some sick salamanders out there too. Up oh in yeah. Tennessee. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I'm stoked for that. But yeah, man, those situational herps, man, the herping, times can can definitely provide man you're in a new area just go out and walk you know never know what the fruits of your labor that's right you that's right well thank you everybody for who tuned in for live um that was awesome everybody you know chimed in a lot um so appreciate y'all and um just uh, just a reminder, we have flipping tin gear available. So me and Sky are both wearing our hats and we got our shirts available. So if you want any of those, make sure try not to, you know, if you if you message us personally, that's fine. We'll work it out. But try to message the flipping tin page itself. That way me and Sky can both keep track of everything and um if you're interested, just hit us up, send us all your info. Um, they're $30 a piece, 30 bucks for a hat, 30 bucks for a shirt. That includes shipping. Um, and again, that's not for us. We're not making any money off of this. This is literally just to get it to you guys. So 
definitely hit us up um, and we'll work that, all that out. Um, all the gear is awesome and it's pretty much guaranteed to help your herping endeavors. So 60% of the time it works every time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. So uh, definitely hit us up if you're interested in any of that. Um, and you know, hit up Dustin if you have some more herping questions, you know, or, or how he keeps, you know, he's a, we've known Dustin for God, man, Dustin, I feel like I've known you for like what, four years now, at least at this point. Yeah. At least, you know, yeah. So Dustin, yeah, Dustin's been a wealth of information for a long time. So, you know, he's a avid herper. He was our man. Hey, of, I am, he was I our man no of the year for 20. 2022 2022 right? yeah yes sir right yeah oh yeah you got the pie <laughs> up that's right yeah hell yeah he was our man of the year for a reason yeah he's a great guy he does awesome shit his page is fantastic um so dustin yeah follow where can me. if people want to follow you look at what are you doing where can they where can they hit you yeah at? i mean i'm no expert by any means but you know i like to I like to mess around with some lizards if you want to message me about anything just uh gecko.sphere on instagram you know i have a facebook but it's just my personal facebook so yeah let's see we won't see too many animal things there yeah there you go follow his instagram you guys it's a good page to follow but you're missing you're missing out if you're not for one but and for two if you don't you live under a fucking rock yeah Uh, so many cool species yeah it's pretty it's pretty dead right now i've been pretty busy with the collection but herping season is about to start so i post a lot of a lot of yeah. my pictures there. It's dead. It's dead for everybody right now, man. It's that off season, but man, it's close. It, it's so Things close. I can, I can feel it in my. Oh in yeah, my, dude, I got genitals. Like uh, it's right there. I might, might have a couple gravid snakes here, so you know things have been busy. Dude, oh, I saw yeah. your Jen eye were locked up. Yes, sir. Come on, come on now. Yeah, I can feel. I can feel follicles in her, like six or seven follicles. So, oh, dude, that's hopefully those uh, go. Those are like kind of. Like what I'm focusing on the most this year. Nice. Oh yeah. That's so awesome. I'm so jealous that so I have a sibling to the pair that you have. Like I have a mm-hmm. male. And you got the only fucking yes, pair sir. that Chris <laughs> let, let out that year. So I was like, fuck, dude. Like, I've got my male. He's so much bigger than everybody else. I have a female from the year before or the year after. And then I have I have actually I have a pair from the year after because Chris sent me a female and then justin gave me the male so i've got those and then i got a pair from 23 and uh so super stoked but uh oh he's about to pull them out let's go beautiful bright oh yeah baby good lord i only have the pair but dude these are like these are such cool snakes they're so chill they're the coolest fucking snakes god dang dude I know this is a field herping show, but goddamn, if you don't keep Jani, you need to change that right now. For real. Pitchofis, Depii, Jani, baby. Like, they are fantastic. I'm scared to put my hands on those, man, because as soon as I do, I'm going to fucking need one. I'm telling yeah, this you. Is, this is my male, dude, and he's like, he's always out, just like checking out what's going on in the room. Oh, always trying to like, see what I'm doing. You're making me want to grab mine, man. Mine's a lot. Mine's a lot. My male's a lot smaller than that, just because like I didn't push him to grow because I didn't have a pair. My female's catching up to him now, but mm-hmm. well, I was I was picking out a male, and Chris is like, "Which one do you want?" I was like, "I don't know." They're all kind of, I mean, they're ugly when they hatch out. I was like, "I don't, <laughs> I don't know." 
He's like, well, this is the biggest. This one's like almost double the size out of all the other ones. I was like, fuck it. I'll Send take that, that one. one. <laughs> nice. Send it. That's awesome, man. That yeah, I'm up, I'm up to head. I'm up to three point two on Jani right now. Those Damn. Are, those are oh god, dude. If I could only keep one, I have a lot of picture of this. If I could only keep one picture of this, it would be Jani. Yeah. And that that weird one that Chris hatched out was from that clutch. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so he told me if any weird ones hatch out, let him know. Yeah. I, I did let me know too, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I dude, I love him so much. I'm really hopeful for you this season on those, dude. That's that's fucking sick. You sent pictures of those things locking up, and I was like, oh yeah, Hell yeah. oh yeah, snake <laughs> sex. Yeah, no, dude, I love my Jedi. But well, this has been episode three of Flipping Ten. This has been awesome. I think we absolutely killed it for our first episode with a guest dustin thank you so much for gracing us with your presence i know we had to kind of work out some of the time things i know you're cutting it close with your work and stuff so we we super we super appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to to come bullshit with us so this has been awesome thank you dude no i appreciate you guys this was fun you know yeah man thank you We're glad, you know, we're trying to change it up a little bit there's been a lot of people we had on you know on like thb and stuff that we focused on their captive collections, but they were herpers. And I'm like, I want to talk herping more. So <laughs> this is the platform to do that. So super stoked to have you on to focus more on that, man. This has been fantastic. Yeah. And now that we've had you on, if you do, once you start getting out in the field, now that spring's hitting, dude, I know we'll end up talking about it. But if you do write in the page, we'll end up bringing it up on the pod just since everyone knows who you are now and keep tabs on everyone's herping throughout the year so we can keep sharing the stories and you know keep everyone in tune with what's going on across the nation and what stuff's moving and what's getting caught yeah oh yeah yeah for sure and and again that's our challenge for the next two weeks y'all is it's going to be the same as last week since everything's kind of slow for most people but if you get out in the field you know try to get out in the field even if it's cold and uh you know just observe and then write us in write us in man you know we want to we want to talk about what's happening all over the u.s we got listeners fucking everywhere so if you get out there please write us in you know we want to talk about it and uh you know just see what everybody's going on especially find a herp you know no matter what it is i don't care if it's a turtle i don't care if it's a frog you know frogs are out i don't care where you're at you're gonna find some frogs yeah i found a couple frogs so far yeah i found a lot of frogs i actually found a cricket frog while i was out in uh, a couple weeks ago so that was sick i love cricket frogs man I haven't seen one in a minute. Dude, That's one thing we do like. Frogs. You like frogs? Amphibians. Yeah. A little dry. We got some cool-ass cool toads and actually a few different species of tree frogs, but... Yeah. That's one thing we have no shortage of here is frogs. <laughs> we'll trade waiting... you for the rattlesnakes. Yeah, right? Uh, I think I'll keep those. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm waiting for my porch toads to come back, and I'm going to I'm gonna pull a hairy Claiborne and uh, start get, some, yeah, get some mealworms and superworms, start free, feeding my toads on the porch, and uh, see, yeah. see if I can get some, uh, make, make some toad friends. But, uh, Awesome. Well, this has been episode three of Flippin' Ten. Thank you, everybody who joined in the chat. This has been awesome. Uh, definitely had some good conversation on here. 
And uh, if you're listening after the live, uh, we really appreciate it. You could be listening to anybody, but you're listening to us. And uh, it's uh, it's very much appreciated. We're trying to make this trying to make this a real thing. So uh, definitely keep on. We love it. Appreciate it. And uh, hit us up. If you have any stories, hit us up. If you want some gear, we'll hook you up. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And if we're missing anything that we haven't touched on that you guys are using or whatever, write us in so we can talk about it because we're trying to touch on everything. Absolutely. So on that note, everybody get out and flip some tin. Peace. Peace out. Thank y'all.